Welcome to your sanity safe space. Not a fucking issue. With your favorite YouTube podcast duo. You're fucking a white male. And a white female too. Saving the millennial generation in weekly installments. <laughs> Live from a castle tower and his mother's basement. This, this. is Beauty and the Beta. <laughs> and we will make America great again. <laughs> Everything you ever wanted in one moment to capture, we just let it slip. Yo, his palms are sweaty, knees, weak, arms are heavy. There's vomit on his sweater already. Mom's spaghetti, he's nervous. But we better give Obama props, cause what we got in office now's a kamikaze that'll probably cause a nuclear holocaust. Racism's the only thing he's fantastic for, cause that's how he gets his rocks off and he's orange. He's gonna get rid of all immigrants. He's gonna build that thing up taller than this. Well, if he does build it, I hope it's rock solid with bricks. Cause I'm throwing that piece of shit against the wall till it sticks. The rest of America stand up. We love our military and we love our country. But we hate Trump. You are fake news. Very fake news. Hello and welcome to the show. It is a great show. Terrific show. Tremendous show. Frankly, the best. You can ask anyone about that. I advise you don't ask Marshall Mathers, though. I don't think he has a good opinion of it. Uh, this is Beauty and the Beta. My name is Matt Christensen. Blanked on my right, as always, by my wonderful co-host, Blonde. Welcome. Hello. A lot to talk about tonight. Uh, you heard it in the intro there. Uh, Eminem's anti-Trump rap. We're going to break that down and then decide who was cringier between him and other top contender Sarah Silverman this week. Ooh. Top cringe of the week in terms of, uh, well, just political message. Let's put it that way. Not sure I would hire either of these people to do my uh, political campaign work if I were trying to run for office. Luckily, I'm not. But uh, and I can't because of this show, you know, it's, I'm disqualified forever, but uh, we'll see. Anyway, uh, Sarah Silverman's got her new show on uh, Hulu. So we'll take a look at that as well. Is it a Hulu original? It is a Hulu original. Yes. Hulu only. If you if you really want to get your Sarah Silverman, you got to go straight <laughs> to Hulu. Uh, yeah. Demand is very big, apparently, for her, I guess. Yeah. Before that, before we get to that. We are a show that uh, we like to pretend we know things about policy from time to time. We'll humor you because uh, it was actually a big week for policy. So we got news on the travel ban. We got news on the Iranian nuclear deal, Obama's former deal from two years ago. News on healthcare and uh, on bump stocks, that fancy device that the shooter in Las Vegas had. Although the legislation, the proposed legislation is not really bump stock specific. Spoiler alert. Those are all four big policy pieces that I want to discuss. We'll break all of them down. Plus, uh, you sent me this clip, this clip in a, in a message this week. And I didn't watch it till yesterday, but I'm glad that I did because I'm excited to play it. Although I, I couldn't tell what they were saying. So I spent last night, a bulk of last night going through and trying to subtitle some of the oh, things really? they were saying. Yeah, it's inaudible for like four minutes. I should have yeah. told you that because somebody's filming underneath a desk or something. Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, the, the stuff that you need to hear, you can hear. 
And it's these, uh, spoiler alert, crazy protests out of Berkeley, who would think? But the, uh, the thing anyway. that makes this one special is that it is students actually storming a midterm exam and trying to get the midterm exam shut down because they feel threatened, I gather, by some demonstration yeah. or speaker that was on campus. And, I don't uh, know. What was unique about this one is you can see the professor the moment of realization where he's like, I created these monsters and now they shall destroy me. Yeah. And he's like yelling at them. He's pretty combative. So that was kind of unique. It's one yeah. of the better ones. Yeah, I think there's a lot of debate to be had about the professor's conduct. Like, did he stick up sufficiently? Was there more that he could have done? We'll get into that because I, I don't know what to think of him. There are some <laughs> things I like and some things I don't. Um, speaking of things I don't, the BBC is a uh, racial propaganda outlet. I don't know if you saw that, that that transgender person who was fired from L'Oreal earlier for saying all white people are racist. She right. was given a spotlight segment on the BBC on Friday night, and she delivered what is pure racial propaganda. I can't believe that I'm seeing this on state, like public broadcasting. It's like are being you a, really surprised? If I saw, well, I mean, I've seen crazy things on NPR and PBS, of course, but if I saw this blatant of racial propaganda, defund. Right now, defund. Yeah. Oh, my God. Uh, there's probably a good case to be made to defund either way. But <laughs> but uh, BBC, holy cow. At least we're not on those levels. And uh, you know what? It's the bit that keeps on giving a three-part hoax hate of the week this week. One confirmed hoax, one case returning with a claim to be legitimate. Is it? Mm. We'll have to wait and see. And one new contender for you to decide if it's hoax or real. Each week is a new week, but there is no week lacking hoax hate, we have come to realize. And of course, we will take your Super Chat comments and questions in between topics five bucks and up. We'll be right on the Sunday show because we are no good lowdown money grabbers. Uh, we regret the policy, but we got to keep the Sunday show moving along. And we appreciate everyone who supports the show. It will be all this and more on your favorite two hours, I guess, is the new norm of listening material. Thank you for liking the show on YouTube. Thank you for reviewing the show on iTunes. Thank you for keeping us afloat, helping us upgrade stuff on Patreon. Thank you for emailing us and for giving Blonde way too many emails to answer and to read. <laughs> that is beautyandthebeta at Gmail. Dot com. And remember, there's more of the show on the audio platforms, iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, Stitcher, wherever you find your podcast, you can find us all linked in the description. We'll start the show with uh, a few announcements, a lot going on. Uh, we obviously don't have a guest tonight, but that doesn't mean that we haven't been, uh, well, you haven't been engaging with other people and providing listening material with other parties for people to listen to. What's going on? Yeah, I did get my streaming capabilities taken away, which I did not know. I knew that one of my videos was removed and I had a community guideline strike, my video about Orlando, whatever. Anyway, so I didn't realize because I checked after that happened to make sure I was still streaming because I was already on with sorting myself out. I checked like a few hours before our stream and it's like, you don't have capabilities to do this, bitch. Um, <laughs> I know. And so we had to do it on his channel, but it's also linked in other appearances on my channel, which is a playlist. Um, so yeah, sorting myself out his channel is really great. And that's on our audio platforms, I believe. Yeah, it is up there and I'll link it in the description once the show's over. And, uh, if you're interested in like Jordan Peterson and the self-authoring worldview or program, or just mm -hmm. the concept of taking ownership of your life, it's a good yeah. listen. I, I appreciate his perspective and what you guys had to say. And then, yeah. uh, you were on Gavin, I'm told you were on I Gavin's show. I was, and I actually am not sure what episode that it has aired on, if it's even aired yet. Okay. Um, because I'm not a member of CRTV. But yet. it's on CRTV. But it's I on go, CRTV. I, I think it's like get off my lawn episode number eleven, maybe number twelve. Um, Is that the name of his show? Yeah. His name? <laughs> that's pretty good. Yeah. That's yeah. that's a good title. 
So we had a good chat. Um, yeah, so check that out. Uh, become a member of CRTV. I think it's like 10 bucks a month. You get Crowder, Michelle Malkin, and Gavin. We're not here to... We're not here to promo CRTV. They got to pay us for that kind of shout out. I know. Wait, wait. Yeah. yeah just give us that money. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway. Um, and then exciting news. Uh, so I got my internet situation taken care of. We're still trying to figure out how to get yours taken care of. But one thing we can do is to get your computer upgraded from what is like several yeah. years old MacBook Air that doesn't even have an ethernet port, <laughs> which yeah. is a problem in itself. So I got a really sweet computer. So because of you guys, because of Super Chat. Yeah, so we got a new desktop that's coming to you on Monday. Yeah. It doesn't fix your weird, crappy CenturyLink internet that apparently is unfixable, but- Oh, I actually talked to the front desk guy today and he's like, you know that some people in this building use Wave. I was, it's a different kind of, it's, you know, it's a different- internet. Oh, there's another provider. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, so I'm gonna see if I can do that. I can't imagine yeah. it's gonna be better, but maybe, maybe. Yeah, for the time being, the desktop will certainly make your editing easier, and it also will allow us to at least direct wire to your router to maximize that fancy 1.5 uh, megabit per second upload speed that you have, which is uh, you know barely sufficient for Skype. Maybe that's the reason Skype doesn't work. Who knows? Perhaps. Although it's not. Skype just sucks all around. <laughs> Uh, one, a, a couple more, uh, info, uh, announcement items. I have to fake news myself. I made that video on California this week and how you can give people AIDS there legally. That's basically the gist of it. Not quite, but something <laughs> like that. Speaking of fake news, but I said California was the first sanctuary state and I read that somewhere either that or I misread it because it turns out that's not true. Illinois became the yeah, first didn't sanctuary somebody call state. in on the Colin show and yeah. tell you that you are fake news yeah so I have to um I have to go ahead and fake news myself and congratulate Illinois you Illinois are fake news very fake the news. um the first of the insanity on that and then the last thing I have to say is uh there's not gonna be a Colin show on Wednesday so for people that look forward to calling in or listening we're not gonna do it this week because I am officially becoming an old man on Wednesday 30 years old that'll make two old people on this show I know I know yeah. and we're just a few years away from retirement I think Hopefully. Getting there. We'll, we'll, I'll get a rocking chair fitted. and uh, You should smoke a pipe, too. Yeah, that would be very classy. Hey, speaking of your crappy internet, there it goes. <laughs> no, you're, you're fine. It's just like it has these hiccups where like the resolution drops and it kind of freezes for a second. That's awesome. I'm yeah, awesome you know. at my job. That's great. Thank you, CenturyLink. Yep. Uh, appreciate it. <laughs> anyway, uh, we got some artwork. Be quick with this, but uh, this is some cool poster noir artwork from Chris. We look very serious, like, you know, like we're solving yeah. a crime or something, which apparently a hoax hate crime we're solving maybe, <laughs> but I think that's the look he's going for. Very cool. Uh, thank you, Chris. Uh, socially accepted. I gather this is a picture of, so it's you roaming Lauren Southern and tree of logic all being attacked on Friday the 13th. Is that what's yeah. going on? Yeah. Okay. I'm like, in this fan art, am I about to get murdered? I think it's like one of those teen horror films where we're like, la, 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 let's fight with pillows. And then we all get slashed. Ah, yes. Okay. And I had to, I stopped, I stopped to think for a second because I thought, well, wait, which one's blonde and which one's Lauren Southern? But then I noticed the eye color difference. So you must be the one on the left. Yeah. I think I'm the one with curly hair. Right. And way have... shorter shorts than anybody else. Oh, right. The shortest shorts. Very nice. <laughs> <laughs> and then, uh. And then we had this uh, this artwork from Lands or Landis. I don't. Uh, this is a very interesting style. I don't think either of us have ever looked frumpier. How about that? I know. I know. We look like serious yokels. Look how much of, chin you have, and look how little chin I have. 
Yeah. Well, at the same, I have so much chin, but at the same time, so little chin. Like it's so rounded and not defined. And it's not like I have the most masculine chin of all time, either. But uh, you know, anyway, this is the style is very unique, and certainly this is it's a cool look. I appreciate it. Thank you, Landis. And then uh, we got a little video clip. You may have heard this um this story of the race the racist Dove ad. Well, we got a little twist on that from Mr. Troll. Dove has apologized after posting a Facebook video that many are calling racist. Take a look. <laughs> Very cool. So if you're <laughs> if you're listening to this, I can't really describe it to you. It's the Dove ad with my face and Blonde's face and Roaming's Roaming face all dubbed yeah. over it. So very cool. Appreciate all the artwork, everybody. Um, when we were putting together the show, I requested to you specifically, can we not talk about Harvey Weinstein? You know, oh, I didn't, please. Yeah. I made a video about it. So if anybody wants to check it out, but like, I'm just so at capacity for this bullshit. Everybody in Hollywood being like, Oh, I didn't know. I'm like, you're all liars. And I don't want to talk about it anymore. I'm not watching any of your stupid yeah. movies. Everybody go to hell. And I totally get it. I get everyone's frustration with being obviously what Weinstein Weinstein stands accused of doing is terrible. Seems like a scumbag. If you, this is the classic example, like Cosby, where there's some direct evidence. I guess he was on tape admitting to some of this. So it's not as though there's no direct evidence. Okay. So two women have accused him of rape and one of them accused uh, him of like forcing her to give him a blow job. She was like, at first I didn't want to do it. And then eventually I was like, fine. I'm like, that sounds like consent to me. Mm. Um, well, wait, but, wait, wait. Are, you, are you going on Weinstein defense here? <laughs> no, I'm not. I mean, I just did a video about this and like there's yeah. rampant pedophilia in Hollywood. There's actual rape culture. And it sounds like most of the stuff that he did was disgusting old man casting couch shit. Yeah. You know, so, I, I, there are two accounts of, of rape, but I haven't seen a lot of real evidence from those two accounts. Otherwise, it's like, you know, I'm going to ruin your career if you don't bang me. It's stuff like that. It's not yeah. like I, he held me down and forcefully had sex well and and the great question it raises is just like cosby which is how many accusers are necessary before you're willing to suspend the presumption of innocence that's the problem what's the number 10 20 30 i don't know but uh that's kind of where we are with harvey weinstein i get why people are really annoyed by this not just because of what he stands accused of doing but also because nobody likes to be lectured by moral Hollywood elitist moralists who are profoundly immoral people, people who have been covering for this stuff for years. Nobody, everybody's frustrated by getting yeah. a, a moral lecture from people who are wildly immoral themselves. Well, so I totally get What's pissing me off that. the most about this is that Hollywood women are getting a pass. Like mm. that all knew about this and everybody's like, Oh, you're so brave for coming forward. Gwyn- Gwyneth Paltrow, like 25 years <laughs> after this happened to you and you sure. did a movie after Harvey Weinstein tried to bang. It's like Hollywood. I hope Hollywood crumbles. I hope none of these people can make money anymore. And you know, I hope the house of cards falls. Well, considering I introduced this by saying we decided not to talk about Harvey Weinstein. And then let's we talk a about, it minutes minutes, about yeah. Harvey Weinstein. The only reason I bring it up is because I'm on yeah, Twitter this morning and um, this article pops before me. A lot of people are talking about this, but I just I have to share it because it's just so silly um, how the teachings of Islam could help us prevent more sexual abuse scandals <laughs> oh, like yeah. Harvey Weinstein. Uh, I have some readings from this, if you'd like yeah, yeah. <laughs> this in the independent uh, prophet Muhammad himself illustrated this point in a famous incident. A woman described as strikingly beautiful approached the prophet to seek his guidance on some religious matters. The prophet's companion, Al-Fadl, 
I don't know how to pronounce that, began to stare at her because of her beauty. Noting this, the Prophet Muhammad did not scold the woman for her attire, but instead he, quote, reached his hand backwards, catching Al-Fadl's chin and turned his face to the other side so that he could not, he would not gaze at her, end quote. Weinstein, Harvey Weinstein, says the author here. He goes by Muslim IQ on Twitter. I forget. Uh, his name is Kasim Rashid. I don't know much more about him other than he posts crazy things on Twitter. But he says, Weinstein is a symptom of the greater disease of arrogance, unaccountability, societal apathy, and from men who knew uh, of the abuse but did nothing. Islam and Prophet Muhammad provide a practical solution. Sexual abuse of women will markedly decrease when men stop abusing women and when men stop thinking that just because they haven't personally abused women, they have no further obligations. According to Islam, Every man is accountable to stop abuse of women by their word and by their acts. Many abusers like Weinstein walk our streets, terrorizing our neighbors. Together, we can employ a proven Islamic model that will stop this madness and reinvoke gender equity today in America and the world. Are you what persuaded? Bullshit. Of course not. Remember that <laughs> chick um, a few months ago, the miniskirt Saudi Arabian chick that they hunted down like oh, an yeah. animal? It's like, you want to yeah. tell me you don't punish women for showing their bodies or for their... Be Fuck you. Like, nobody's buying this. They're just gaslighting us. Who who believes this at this point? Uh, I don't know. I, 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 this is something I just laugh at on its face when I see it come across my Twitter timeline. A lot of people responded to me about this article with this meme that's making the rounds uh, about this Saudi uh, investor. So this explanation came before me. Uh, it's Harvey Weinstein on the left and how the, the article, how the teachings of Islam could prevent more sexual abuse scandals. And on the right, it's an article, uh, Saudi investor takes key stake in independent. And I looked this up to make sure this is true. And it in fact looks to be, uh, this Saudi investor guy holds up to 50% of the company. I don't, I, I don't know if these are connected, but the meme has the puzzle pieces connecting and the light coming together. Something is up where that would be published and pushed as a sensible idea. You know what fixes rape culture? The worst <laughs> rape culture. I know. No. How's that? How's that patriarchy working out in all yeah. these Muslim countries? No rape in any Muslim country. Yeah, there were They're a no lot of people it. replying to me on Twitter saying things like, well, once you have legalized rape, it's not rape anymore now, is it? Things like that. You know, <laughs> like, you just have to change the way we define these things and <laughs> the problem is solved. Okay. <laughs> I want to talk about actual policy stuff. Uh, so spoiler alert, it's going to get boring for about 15 minutes. Maybe, maybe not. But these are things that I think we should yeah. all be keeping track of. These are things that uh, that are going to change a lot, a lot of things meaningfully. Before we do that, do we need to take a break or should we? Yeah, we should. They're piling up. You guys have been so generous tonight. Thank you. Um, Nicholas Van Neel said, Adrian Peterson looks pretty good in red. Yeah, I, I picked him up in my fantasy league, but I put him on the bench on a prove it basis and he proved it today. So good for him. I have one rule on the show, and it's don't talk about goddamn sports. I don't no control Super talk. Chat. It's a big day for the Vikings, too, so we might get some of that. Thanks for your donation. So anyway, sorry, I don't mean to dog on you. Uh, Joshi Marshall, your opening is pure gold, Matt, props in the form of cash. I know sometimes when something like this happens that Matt hears a story involving some kind of musician, and he immediately starts making the intro. It doesn't matter if that happens. <laughs> it's Sunday so night after the show, he's like, yeah, Eminem this week is trending. <laughs> so fun it's it's like my favorite part of doing the show it's the uh, most fun part honestly and he always looks so happy when it's playing you crack a little smile <laughs> yeah Pittsburgh, um, no no thank you very much though uh rape cures autism <laughs> oh my god 
Uh, said George Lopez got booed off stage for telling anti-Trump jokes at uh, at a charity to think his show was at one point pro-America and anti-affirmative action. Huh. I don't know. I don't remember. I don't think I've ever seen his comedy. Um, It's been a while. As far as I recall, it sucked. But again, stand-up is very tough for me. I tend to get bored for, during stand-up. So yeah. I'm not the greatest critic. And it's hard to be good at it, you know. Yeah. Um, Zap Rosedower said, didn't know Eminem was into slam poetry. Yeah, we'll talk about that. <laughs> that cringe. Yeah. Really high level cringe. Um, El Chongo said, hey guys, hope you're doing great. Love that bun hairstyle blonde. And I see Matt is embracing his nice shiny forehead. No homo. I'm the one with the shiny face on this show. Oh, well, we can compete. That's fine. I don't know. My mom texted me the other day. She's like, why is your face always so shiny in all of your videos? <laughs> all right. All right. Well. Um, Mark Waz said, hey, everyone, check out the Rover Time podcast rap rebuttal to Eminem in the, tonight's episode at the 305 mark. Also, hi, Matt and Blonde. Fine. We'll let you chill on our channel. Fine. Thanks for the donation. <laughs> Thanks, uh, DK Specs said, OBJ and Rogers attacked Trump, both blown the fuck out a week afterwards. Coincidence. Uh, oh, okay. So to give you an, these are two. So Odell Beckham Jr. had a, career, a season ending injury uh, last week. Aaron Rodgers had what looks to be a season-ending injury this week. I didn't realize they had both ripped Trump, which is what the chatter is saying. So this conspiracy is rip Trump, get a season-ending injury. If that's, I guess Aaron Rodgers did about the anthem stuff, now that I recall. Mm. Yeah, maybe it's, uh, I don't know, maybe it's karma. Maybe it's, uh, I don't know if karma is the right word. Um, but you know what I mean. Or I guess what I'm saying is maybe it's force of the universe or maybe there are uh, nefarious actors at play. Maybe Hillary's assassins have been repurposed. <laughs> Well, that makes it a little more interesting. Yeah. Um, Fitzberg said, Reblonzel, Reblonzel, let your hair down. Oh, my my bun, my big bun. I was trying out some wedding stuff today. This is not going to be a winner. Um, Thank you for that. Fitzberg, Wesley Paul, big donation. Thank you so much. Love you guys. Keep killing it. Go Eagles. Thank you, Wesley. Well, there you go. Eagles look good. Um, Jonathan Edwards said, Blonde, why are you engaged to a Marine when Rangers lead the way? (laughs) Ah. I, I don't know, man. That's not that's not what my man would say. He, I guess yeah, you have to let him respond. He'd laugh and then kick your ass. Just joking. <laughs> uh, David Jones said, "Hey, blonde, um, or hey guys, blonde, your hair's looking lovely tonight." Okay, so if either of you heard the cryptocurrency called Ripple, um, no, I haven't. I'm only into Ethereum and Bitcoin. I'm even afraid of Litecoin, so I I can't opine on that. Uh, sorry about that, but thank you for the donation. Um, Mosenroth says Britain is trying to pass a law that will make it a crime punishable up to 15 years in prison for viewing far right propaganda. There is a YouTube vid. Yeah, mm. I, I think it's for distributing far right propaganda, but 15 years in prison is. Well, that seems very clearly definable. What could go wrong here? I know, right? What could possibly go wrong? Yeah. Uh, a few more. Uh, Jonathan Jones. Hey, guys, love the show and finally have enough to give a little. Thank you so much. Well, Keep you. on triggering those who need it most. We really appreciate it. Appreciate we know it. that it's tough to part with your hard earned dollars, but we would not be able to do this without you guys. So uh, I really, really appreciate yeah, it. And, and like we've said, you're, everybody's making meaning, helping us make meaningful improvements to the show. So we yeah. really do appreciate it. Like I have a new computer that's going to be here tomorrow. That's like going to be hooked up into the wall. This is going to get <laughs> way better. It's that fancy. A it's real wire fancy. going to it and everything. <laughs> I yeah. know. Uh, Joseph Kulisic said, am I the only one thinking that hashtag Rose Army Rose Nipples McGowan is cynically trying to mobilize sex starves nobodies to white knight? Oh, um, boy. That is exactly what she's doing. 
Hmm. You know, she settled for $100,000. $100,000 to Rose McGowan or some Hollywood star, that's not dick. It's like, if you really want to stand by your principles, you're not going to take a $100,000 payoff and then piss and moan about it on Twitter like, you know, you stood up for yourself. No, yeah. you got paid out. Shut up. Hmm. Um, yeah, I think that person's... Uh, Joseph Kulisic is right about that. And let's do like two more right now. Uh, JJN, sorry, random question. Uh, how do you both like the Procast mic? I really like it. My, I like, there are some things I really, so for people who are not familiar, that's the mic that both of us are using. Um, I really like that it cancels pretty much everything around. Like you can have some noise in the background. It's not going to pick it up. Trade-off is I get, you always got to be really tight on the mic. If I'm back, you know, even this far, it, right. uh, it it really drops off. So that's the trade-off. You got to have it in your face and it's kind of phallic, you know, in your face and phallic might not be for everybody. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but overall, especially for the price point, I've been very happy with my mic. Yeah, yep. Um, all right, last one for right now. Scott Malavi as a Crowder sub. I can say you haven't been on the lawn yet. Yeah, I need to, I, I need to watch my own episode. So I guess I have to. Yeah, I, well, you know, he, he so he departed from, um, from the rebel when the whole thing like got nuked and I haven't followed Gavin's path over to CRTV. So I need to check it out anyway. Um, and Jay for, I'm not reading your messages. Get dicked. <laughs> what did he say? Was it so mean? mean? Oh boy. Yeah. All right. Well, that's just the reaction that Jay Fry wants. I think ah. is what you gave. Him. Sorry. I'm taking your money. I'm not reading your message. <laughs> Thank you. Jay Fry. Love you. Okay. Moving on. <laughs> All right, we're good for now. The uh, okay, I'm going to be quick on these because you know policy stuff can get sort of yawn worthy, mm -hmm. but uh, these are things that I think are important and people should keep their eye on. So we'll go in kind of chronological order. On Tuesday, the Supreme Court dismissed a, an appeal in the case in a case challenging the travel ban. Uh, so this challenge was about an earlier version of the ban. Uh, that the court says the question is now moot because it's actually expired. It expired at the end of September. And so now the court's saying, like, why would we bother hearing this stuff when its effect is already ended? Now, you might mm -hmm. be curious about the principle of the matter, but as a practical matter, it means nothing. So the court has said, no, thanks. We got better things to do. And I'm sure they do because they're all about to die in a year or two anyway. Uh, so there is a second case that exists. The new ban. So remember, the, the first ban came out in January. It got a bunch of challenges. God, so was rather it that long ago already? Yeah, it was one of the first things Trump did, you know? And, um, and then a second ban, uh, rather than take that and fight the legal battle, they come out with that second ban. And they, they sort of refined the terms of it to be more, uh, to, be, to erase legal questions that the first one might have mm -hmm. uh, raised. So there's another case that's currently, uh, that could come before the court. It's out of the Federal Appeals Court in San Francisco. But that ban is due to expire next month. So it's likely that the Supreme Court's going to come to the same conclusion on that and say, well, yeah, why would it's, it's they expired. Bother? We're not going to do this. Uh, so it's, it, it, the effect of these things is, is sort of unclear now. The, so we had the, bans in, the ban in January, revised in March, and then in late September, those were temporary, remember. Mm -hmm. In late September, Trump issued an indefinite ban on travel from seven countries and restrictions on two others. So he included Venezuela and North Korea. And of course, that does additional damage to the idea that this is a Muslim ban. All those North Korean Muslims trying to come in or the Venezuelan Muslims trying to get here. So long story short on that is it doesn't appear that we're going to get this big Supreme Court showdown over the travel ban that we thought we would. And it looks like the president is going to have scored a victory, at least for the time being, that all the noise made about this has 
really amounted to nothing, and the terms of the travel ban have continued on and 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 uh, remain in place. So that's that. Uh, on two, or Thursday, the president comes out. Well, before I move on, any comments on that? I imagine you don't find that to be, uh, you're not bummed about the travel ban, I would imagine. No, I mean, I don't care. I don't know why they bothered in the first place. They knew that this was going to be a bureaucratic process. It was going to take forever anyway. Hmm. And they knew it was a temporary ban. Why did they even bother? I don't know. Because anything you can do to stick it to Trump. I mean, anything, anything. But this is just I, a waste of time of everybody's time and resources. Yeah. But do you think for a second that the people challenging this really care about the immigration policy necessarily? I think they just want to stick it to Trump. I don't think they care about the average Somali person trying to come to the U.S. Do they really care? Is the Hawaiian judge who cried really care about Somalis trying to come to the U.S.? Yeah. I don't think so. It's all just a political gesture. That would be my speculation. Anyway, we'll get into the weeds a little bit more. On Thursday, Trump comes out with a, an executive order on the health care bill. And this is, on all this policy stuff, again, I'm not going to pretend to be an expert on these things. I'm just going to deliver our understanding of it and offer this as something people should be paying attention to and thinking about. So this is what the president had to say uh, about the healthcare bill, and Rand Paul actually introduced him, which is kind of interesting. To have Rand Paul on board on the healthcare issue uh, is is uncommon these days. President Trump is doing what I believe is the biggest free market reform of healthcare in a generation. This specifically targets and will help people who don't have insurance, or people or for whom insurance is too expen too expensive. I'm very glad to be part of this, and I really want to commend the president for having the boldness and the uh, leadership and the foresight to get this done. I just keep hearing repeal, replace, repeal, replace. Well, we're starting that process. And I can say when you get Rand Paul on your side, it has to be positive. That I can tell you. <laughs> Boy. Rand. <laughs> Today, one-third of all the counties in America have only a single insurers selling coverage on an exchange and next year it looks like nearly half of all counties in our country will have only one sh insurer this is why in a few moments i will sign an executive order taking the first steps to providing millions of americans with obamacare relief first we aim to allow more small businesses to form associations to buy affordable and competitive health insurance. This will allow thousands of small business employers to have the same purchasing power as large employers to get more affordable and generous insurance options for their workers. In addition, my administration will explore how we can expand something called short-term limited duration insurance. Finally, today's executive order instructs Secretaries Acosta, Mnuchin, and Hargan to explore how they can allow more businesses to use tax-free health reimbursement arrangements, or HRAs, to compensate their employees for their health care expenses. This will be great health care. So congratulations to everybody. It's just going to be great. Uh, look, I'm in favor of great, tremendous health care. This is a great move. I'm fully on board. Okay, to give you an idea of what the specifics of this mean. Uh, so what the executive order is doing, as you mentioned there, it's going to expand the ability of small businesses 
um, and other groups to join together in purchasing health insurance uh, through association health plans. So the idea there is more buying power in larger groups. Mm -hmm. uh, there's going to be a lift in the limitations on short-term healthcare plans. Uh, and then most controversially, this is what's getting a lot of the news coverage. Wait, 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 the lift on the on the short term healthcare plans is huge because people that get short term healthcare plans, I only know this because I looked into it because I need health insurance before I get married when I can go on my husband's health insurance. Mm -hmm. So I looked into it and I still get, uh, I have to pay the the fee for not having any insurance if you have a short term health care oh, plan. Jesus Christ! Yeah, and it increases every year too. Sorry. Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, this is. Um, I, I've had to enter the the market for myself since leaving my old job and doing this too. So this is all stuff that uh, is likely to yeah. impact you know, what I pay for for insurance. Anyhow, uh, the most controversial part that a lot of people are making noise about is Trump is going to end these Obamacare payments known as cost sharing reduction payments. So these are payments uh, in total, they're worth $7 billion a year and they subsidize insurance plans for low income people. Now the insurers say, look, you know, if the federal government starts, stops subsidizing us to provide these plans to low income people, we won't be able to do it. We'll either have to increase premiums or exit the individual markets. So I'm, Without a thorough understanding of what's going on here, I'm kind of curious about Trump's intent. I think cynically you could speculate that this is a deliberate move to, uh, to uh, I don't know, to if, if the insurers are saying we're going to leave these, we're going to leave the marketplace, we're going to leave the Obamacare marketplace as a result of this. I think cynically you could speculate maybe that's what they want to happen as a means to dismantle this. Of course. So that's that was kind of the. Uh, that's kind of the interpretation I took out of it. I, I don't know if that's the correct on one. This. Or not. He he keeps giving us this like just wait. Everybody just chill out and wait. And usually yeah. he pulls through. So there was um there was one quote without a full understanding of his intent behind the subsidies here. Uh, there was one quote that I thought was worth thinking about this week. Again, I'm not going to make the case for or against here because I don't consider myself well informed enough on the topic to to do that. But um, I was listening to Andrew Clavin's show over on the Daily Wire. And uh, he was just speaking about the healthcare law in general. He said this, if a law collapses because you make people more free, the law was inherently bad. Mm -hmm. I think that's a pretty profound statement. Something to think about. Same applies to a system, right? You can think of Obamacare as a system. If the system collapses because you make the system more free, the system was inherently bad. Mm -hmm. That's just an, that's a perspective. It's an argument to think about. Um, I'm, I don't know that that's the case in, in this particular instance. I just thought that that was an interesting way of framing it and to think about it that way. Like if you're, if you're saying, oh, no, 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 the system's going to collapse. Well, why? Because we gave people more options. Well, well I mean, systems that are self-regulating are also efficient. I mean, if you truly have an efficient process, then things will just kind of operate on their own to some degree. There won't be layers of bureaucracy. So I think that that is definitely true. So... Again, before people try to rip me, uh, you can rip me for sitting on the fence because that's what I'm doing. I'm not going to make a firm argument here on, uh, on any of this stuff because it's a little bit too weedsy for me, but just stuff to think about. So changes coming to the um, to Obamacare generally. The other big deal this week is the Iran deal. So this was on Thursday, the healthcare deal. Trump comes out on Friday and talks about, I, I got to be specific here, not scrapping the Iran deal, but refusing to certify that Iran is complying yeah. with the deal. Mm -hmm. So let's let's hear what Trump had to say. And then I know you have some opinions on this. And I, I, well, I want to be clear about, well, actually, let me introduce it first. 
so people are clear about what he's talking about. So the deal was, uh, this was Obama's deal in July 2015 with Iran. And the terms of this deal, generally speaking, Ar Iran agreed to sacrifice two-thirds of its ability to enrich uranium. Mm -hmm. So all of uh, uh, um, all but 6,000 of Iran's nearly 20,000 centrifuges per the deal were to be placed in storage as monitored by the International Atomic uh, Energy Agency. Uh, and Iran will also export about 300 kilograms of its stockpile of eight tons of low enriched uranium. This combined effect of these two things meant Iran doesn't have the capacity to produce weapons grade uranium. Mm -hmm. uh, the inspectors, the IAEA inspectors got increased power to monitor Iranian nuclear sites. Um, but it's not anytime, anywhere. They have to present evidence before they can just go inspect a site. And once the IAEA is satisfied that Iran has completed these steps and others, America and its allies will lift economic sanctions. So what Trump is saying is, I'm not satisfied that they have uh, fulfilled these obligations. And so I'm not convinced that we should be lifting these sanctions and I'm going to punt it to Congress and they can decide on this. So it's Trump kind of being a showman. It's more of, um, more of like a negotiation tactic than any actual policy. But this is, uh, this is what Trump had to say about the Iranian deal. As President of the United States, my highest obligation is to ensure the safety and security of the American people. History has shown that the longer we ignore a threat, the more dangerous that threat becomes. The regime remains the world's leading state sponsor of terrorism and provides assistance to al-Qaeda, the Taliban, Hezbollah, Hamas, and other terrorist networks. The regime's two favorite chants are death to America and death to Israel. As I have said many times, the Iran deal was one of the worst and most one-sided transactions the United States has ever entered into. Based on the factual record I have put forward, I am announcing today that we cannot and will not make this certification. We will not continue down a path whose predictable conclusion is more violence, more terror, and the very real threat of Iran's nuclear breakout. Okay. I know you had some thoughts on this. Well, I mean, formerly, even on this show, I've kind of agreed with him because they're a nuclear force and they're a Muslim country. And so I wasn't really open to a lot of people's um, pretty convincing arguments that we should ally with Iran. And so I was doing some research on this today. Um, and I, I did read some pretty convincing stuff about, about why we should ally with Iran, despite not having a lot of trust on either side. Um, I mean, we're already basically allied with Saudi Arabia, and they seem like a much more formidable presence. And they do sponsor terrorism probably nominally more than Iran. Okay, so so your opinion is Trump should say, yeah, Iran's doing a great deal. I don't know. I okay. I don't know. This is just an opinion that I've heard from especially some alt-right people that um, has made me want to reevaluate because I'm not particularly well-versed in the subject, but I've always just assumed like, yeah, we, we should not be in any kind of negotiation, negotiation with Iran. We need to be watching what they're doing very, very carefully. <clears throat> I think uh, I think CenturyLink's 
uh, internet infrastructure is the equivalent of a tin can on a string, by the way. Oh my God. Is it bad? Because it's coming. I can still hear you. It's just like, you know, we're, we're fluctuating between like 10 total pixels and 30, but we'll get <sighs> this through is it. Terrible. Well, hopefully this will be resolved tomorrow. Maybe let's keep our fingers. Crossed. Yeah. Yeah. We'll get through it. But, um, what do you, what do you mean when you say ally with Iran? Like what, what does that actually mean? Uh, not necessarily ally with Iran. I, I I guess I just wonder if they're that much of a nuclear threat, if this is being overblown as a real tangible threat. Yeah, I guess I just don't understand the benefit of being soft with them. What's the benefit? I mean, we would have a hub in the Middle East. Um, they're Shi'i. They're, you know, they're not Sunni Muslims. Saudi Arabians are. Hmm. All right. Well, I, I, I could uh, humor everyone by pretending to have a detailed understanding of this whole thing. All I'm hoping that people get to uh, understand here is that Trump is refusing to acknowledge, refusing to say that Iran has fulfilled the terms of the agreement and saying, eh, you know what? Oh, I, I should add to this. This was actually, Trump softened on this. So uh, apparently, reportedly, Rex Tillerson and, and um, James Mattis persuaded Trump not to scrap the deal entirely and just not certify. He wanted to scrap it entirely, reports say. Um, well, that so, was one of his uh, a huge piece of his platform. Yeah, and he's always said worst deal, deal ever. History, yes, yeah. yeah, it's that's he's been saying that for forever. And that's the two things about the Obamacare deal and the Iran or the Iran deal here. They're they're prompting a lot of controversy. But I don't think either of these are particularly uh, surprising. If you would have said in January, hey, guess what? Trump's gonna uh, Trump's gonna kick Obamacare right in the kneecap, and he's gonna you know do some damage to the Iran deal. Well, surprise, surprise. Mm -hmm. I think most people would have predicted that. So not surprising, but things to pay attention to. All right. Last ultra boring item. Unless, unless you want to talk more about Iran. Yeah, it's okay. Okay. We, obviously coming out of Las Vegas, bump stocks were the big controversy. The stock that the, that the guy had that allowed yeah. him to fire semi-automatic rifles in a way that simulates automatic fire. It's a Coors Light burp. You know, it's a feature <laughs> of the show. So the question was, are we going to ban these bump stocks? Now, I've been saying all along, I don't necessarily have a problem if we ban the bump stocks per se, whatever. Like, it's not a huge deal to me if we do, but I think a lot of people uh, might feel uh, validated, vindicated, because a lot of their argument was, look, you start giving them things like this and they start asking for more and more and more. Now, the bump stock bills are coming before Congress now. You have one proposed in the Senate by Dianne Feinstein, and you have one in the House by Carlos Curbelo. I don't know how, Curbelo, uh, a Republican rep from Florida. Now, the language of these, the language that appears in both of these is very similar. And I think they're exactly, it's exactly the type of language that gun rights advocates would fear because mm -hmm. this doesn't say a bill to ban bump stocks. Repeatedly, the language in both of these bills says an act to prohibit the manufacture, possession, or transfer of any part or combination of parts that is designed and functions to increase the rate of fire of a semi-automatic rifle. Ooh, boy. Like, like right-wing okay. propaganda. So That's I'm hard to define. Gun illiterate, but what else would this entail uh, based on that language? I, do, I wouldn't be able to speak to the actual parts. I would, uh, I'd have to punt that to somebody who knows more about ways to modify a firearm. But I can tell you that modifying a semi-automatic rifle to fire automatically, to fire, you know, hold down the trigger, fire a stream of bullets, that's already illegal. 
So all you're talking about is mechanisms that would, in theory, allow you to fire a weapon that is one round per trigger pull faster. But it's not limited just to bump stocks. The the, the stock on, on the rifles that the Stephen Paddock had in uh, in Las Vegas, it could be any device that could achieve such a result. I'm sure the chat or the super chat could probably inform us better about what these devices might entail. So the way that he altered his guns, which were bought legally, was that also legal? Yes. Okay. So he didn't do any kind of, uh, he used the bump stocks, but they were also legal. Yeah. Yeah. You could, uh, now they're in very high demand. These bump stocks are a lot of the gun shops are sold out. Uh, so, you know, the fear that, look, they're not going to be specific about bump stocks. They're going to try to do X, Y, and Z, and they're going to try to limit this in much broader ways. Turns out to be true. It's sort of strange that a Republican member of Congress introduced this mm-hmm. uh, in the House, at least. But, uh, you know, yeah. something to keep an eye on, something to keep an eye on, because when you hear bump stock ban, when you hear in the news, they're talking about bump stock ban. That's not what they're talking about. They're talking about something that's with language that's much broader. So, OK, that's all the boring stuff. And then we can get to Eminem. But we should probably, should we take a break before we get to Eminem? Uh, yeah. Okay, Mr. Pink said, Harvey Weinstein did nothing wrong. Hashtag free Harvey. Oh, jeez. That's, uh, uh, for a long time, I was, I wondered if anyone would ever be brave enough to wear a free Sandusky shirt. I always no. thought that would be the... <laughs> free Harvey. Harvey is free, though. Harvey went to Europe to get to, like, to get sex addict uh, therapy or something like that. Yeah, I mean... Whatever. There's a difference between like a full-on rapist and like a super, super creepy exploitative guy. So we'll see what happens with this. Potato, potato. (laughs) Uh, Scott Malavi said Weinstein needs his day in court before we castrate him, which I believe is a suitable punishment. I mean, to be fair, I don't give a shit what happens to this guy. I'm not like, oh, I'm going to defend Harvey Weinstein. He's clearly like a disgusting creep. Hmm. But, you know, there are worse things going on in Hollywood. Um, Neo 24 said, any thoughts on the new O'Keefe? It's really more concerned with the admission there that YouTube curates the trending videos themselves. We already knew that. Um, I guess it's nice to hear, you know, every once in a while I hear something from Project Veritas and I'm like, you know, that it makes me feel good to hear that because it's something I already knew. And now I know that I'm just being, you know, gaslighted. I haven't watched it yet, but I want to, and I mean to. Oh, it's really good. Um, But but when I saw that, I thought, what you mean to tell me those left-wing propaganda views with 20 videos with 20,000 views aren't naturally trending. (laughs) No, seems so obvious. Yeah. And he was so brazen too. I, I love these undercover uh, guys of Project Veritas sometimes because it's just this guy from the New York Times just unloading on this supposed college student girl. Like yeah. I'd imagine what their relationship. I think is. I, I I might be fake news right now, but I swear I remember those YouTube creators videos, those YouTube propaganda videos in the trending. I might be they, wrong. On they that. think they were, yeah, and yeah. they were getting horrible, yeah, horrible, uh, uh, you know, up and down votes. Um, so thank you for that, Neo. Um. Valian Trevanus, Trevanus, Valian. I'm sorry, guys. Um, Matt, how about them Vikings? Don't feel bad for Rogers as he held on to the ball too long per usual. Thoughts on the hit? Love the yeah, show, guys. Cool. I think it was a fair hit. I'm not happy to see anybody injured, and I think the game would have been much more interesting if Rogers stayed in because you know, the Packers defense didn't look great. I think the Vikings defense would have held up. I think it would have been a good game. Not happy to see Aaron Rodgers hurt, but I'll take the W. And Blonde will kill me if I say any more. I think it was a clean hit. I don't have a problem with the hit. I'm like, what? I'll check Twitter while you're talking about this. Yeah. Um, Steven Suarez said, did J.J. Watt trash Trump? I don't yeah, know shit about J. sports. J.J. Watt I also know. had a, I don't know if his injury was season ending. He he had a leg fracture, I think. Uh, yeah, but um, 
I don't know. I don't think J.J. Watt trashed Trump. J.J. Watt just raised a bunch of money for Houston, I think, and shut up beyond that. But, yeah, no, he's he's injured, too. Uh, Joel Dykeman said, I guess I have to thank the Vikings. <sighs> I told Brass you Dentley, we were Shelby gonna... Rogers took a yeah. play out of the 2009 Saints arsenal. This is like gibberish. No, like this was not bounty cheater crap like the Saints. This was just clean hit, and he got hurt. But we appreciate it. No, I mean, you can say something else. <laughs> this is not a football show, but I, I, if, if people want me to chime in, I'll chime in. Uh, Jay Fry's meaning message, get dicked. Uh, Space Whales said, <laughs> love the show, you two. Uh, keep up the great work. Thank you so much. Thank you. Crown Video said, pour one out for Grape Kun, the Japanese penguin who found love with an anime cardboard cutout after being jilted by his mate. He passed away this week. That is the saddest thing. I don't even know. It's news to me. Oh my God. News out of Japan. Yeah. Um, Random and Real said, Are we going to call Eminem Feminem now? <laughs> <laughs> we'll have to decide uh, after we listen to him in a moment. I know, right? David Hume sent Blonde. Did you read the email subject line? The topic Blonde won't touch honor system. No, I didn't. I just checked the email right before the show, too. So sorry. Um, Random and Real said, Are we? Oh, yep. He already said that. Uh, Chicago conservative Matt and Blonde, I have two extra ticks to Milo's Troll Academy tour. Would you like to go call it Matt's birthday present? Oh boy, I would love to go, but I assume it's in a faraway location and uh, I'm not prepared to travel at present. But I, I appreciate the thought. That's very cool. And I hope uh, you'll have fun and I hope you don't get shot by Antifa or, you know, pee bottles thrown at you or whatever. Let us know yeah. how it goes. Uh, Selrin gave us J Fry's note again. <laughs> You can also get Dick Selrin, but thank you for the donation. Um, <laughs> Mr. Spock said, at least girls in the Boy Scouts make late night skinny dipping while camping a whole lot less gay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Although I did find out after we talked about it on Wednesday, they're going to keep the boys and girls separate in the Boy Scouts. They're not going to. So it's not going to be co-ed. But then the question becomes, what are we doing? Why? Why? If you're not going to integrate them, then, them, then yeah, I mean? then you just have de facto Girl Scouts, which is what we already No, have. I mean, if we integrate them, it's going to be a bunch of pregnant 12 year old and yeah. stuff. We can't, we can't do that. Yeah. Jeez. Um, and then last one for right now is from Scott Malabi. Getting MR principles on your side is a big win in my book. I guarantee this will probably fail because it doesn't repeal the ACA and will be blamed for the fail. Hmm. Okay. Let's keep cruising through. Okay. Uh, just a little bit of introduction on Eminem. So again, this is me commenting on things I just learned about five minutes ago. So take it with a grain of salt. Uh, cause Spoiler alert, I don't follow the Hip Hop Awards on BET, in case you couldn't tell. Not in my usual viewing. Is that into it? No? Yeah. Uh, so th this was the BET, the Black Entertainment. What is it? What's, what's the T? Television? Television. Black Entertainment <laughs> Television. Hip Hop Awards. I seriously didn't cracker know. Cracker ass cracker. I seriously didn't know. BET Hip Hop Awards on Tuesday. Eminem releases a video called The Storm filmed in Detroit, which I guess is a reference. Did you see that weird quote Trump had like a week ago where they said, hey, what's going on? No, he had a bunch of people at the White House and it was like a press, uh, some kind of press conference or something. And uh, they were all there and Trump said, it's like the calm before the storm. And all the reporters are like, what? What are you talking about? You'll see. You'll see. And it was just that weird cryptic, <laughs> so cryptic. Trump style. So this, is, this, I believe, is a reference. This calm before the storm is a reference to that. It's called The Storm. Uh, I don't know. We don't need to introduce it anymore. This is, this is Eminem's The Storm. 
uh, Tuesday night BET, and this took place in Detroit. I guess it was filmed in Detroit. Eminem's it's the calm hometown. before the storm, right here. That's an awfully hot coffee pot. Should I drop it on Donald Trump? Probably not, but that's all I got till I come up with a solid. But we better give Obama props, cause what we got in office now's a kamikaze that'll probably cause a nuclear holocaust. Oh. And while the drama pops and he waits for shit to quiet down, he'll just gas his plane up and fly around till the bombing stops. Intensity's heightened, tensions are rising. Trump, when it comes to giving a shit, you're stingy as I am. Except when it comes to having the balls to go against me, you hide them, cause you don't got the nuts like an empty asylum just for the record i looked for an uncensored version of this but i couldn't find it so i apologize about the censorship i'd like to hear the uncensored version this is what we got racism's the only thing he's fantastic for because that's how he gets his rocks off and he's orange yeah sick tan that's why he wants us to disband because he cannot withstand the fact we're not afraid of trump walking on eggshells i came to stomp that's why he keeps <laughs> so people were saying Eminem's out of shape. Uh, no, I don't there's know. A, he just stopped and he was like, uh, uh. there's something I, uniquely depressing about seeing like people you used to like in Hollywood just be washed up. Well, I, I assume that to rap effectively so takes a, actually a good degree of cardiovascular health. You know, <laughs> like you got to have a large lung capacity and go for oh, a long no. time. So maybe, I mean, he is oh. like what, 45 now or something? It's possible. Well, that's but, not that old. He, I thought he was like, 50. He might not be. that old either, but I'm just know. speculating. I, he's got to be at least mid 40s, I think. Too old to rap is the answer to that question. Yeah. Scream and drain the swamp because he's in quicksand. Then says he wants to lower our taxes. Then who's going to pay for his extravagant trips back and forth with his fam to his golf resorts and his mansions? Same shit that he tormented Hillary for and he slandered. Then does it more from his endorsement. But by the way, impossible to reference Hillary in a rap of any kind and make it cool. It's just not possible. You can't do it. If you're thinking about referencing Hillary in a rap, don't do it. It won't work. Positively, negatively, won't work. Don't do it. Abandon support for the Klansmen. Tiki torches in hand for the soldier that's blacking. Comes home from Iraq and is still told to go back to Africa. Forking a dagger in this racist 94-year-old grandpa who keeps ignoring our past historical deplorable factors. Now if you're a black athlete, you're a spoiled little brat for trying to use your platform or your stature to try to give those a voice who don't have one. He says you're spitting in the- I don't know. Is that, is that what that was? <laughs> I don't really know what the gestures are. I'm not keen it, on it these. It was the glass ceiling thing. Oh, is that what it is? Yeah. Is that big in the hip hop community? The glass ceiling? <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah. The face of vets who fought for us, you bastards. Unless you're a POW who's tortured and battered because to him, you're zeros because he don't like his war heroes captured. That's not disrespecting the military. That. This is for Colin. Ball up a fist. And By the way, that's a shout out to Colin Kaepernick in case you're not clear. <laughs> oh, look at the still <laughs> you have right there. Who praised him on Twitter. Colin, Ka Colin Kaepernick did. Uh, shout out to Eminem. You know, everybody was, everybody was uh, praising them both on Twitter. Oh, God. Keep that shit bald like Donald the bitch. He's going to get rid of all immigrants. He's going to build that thing up taller than this. Well, if he does build it, I hope it's rock solid with bricks because I'm throwing that piece of shit against the wall till it sticks. And any fan of mine this is the best who's part. a supporter of his, I'm drawing in the sand a line you're either for or against. And if you can't decide who you like more in your split on who you should stand beside, I'll do it for you with this. 
The rest of America stand up. We love our military and we love our country, but we hate Trump. Oh, God, that was hard to sit through. Oh, I've watched Your that thoughts. twice now. What am I even <laughs> supposed to say? It's like, it's like, how does somebody come from nothing and I, get, I don't want to say realize the American dream because, you know, he's trash, but come from nothing and get a lot of wealth and then still end up so supremely disconnected from your average American. Yeah. Like, draw a line in the sand. You have to choose me or your president. Like, get dicked, Eminem. In two minutes, I just watched you detonate your entire career. Like, you're decidedly uncool now for the rest of your life. I don't know what yeah. to tell you. Well, that was the weird part. Um, I am fascinated by splitting your audience so harshly. And I think maybe Eminem has made his money and he just doesn't care anymore. Um, and I'm not He's saying... He's underestimating the number of white people that listen to him because it's like a, <laughs> a way to get into rap without, you know... Well, it's it's so weird. Uh, it's, in situations like this, I I think the shoe on the other foot um, method of thinking about this is very important. Of course, he can express his political opinions, be critical of the president if he wants, even if it's cringy. I don't care. Yeah. But to, but that part that you identified, that ender, where if you say if you like both Eminem and Trump, then fuck you. That's really blunt and weird. Like I was thinking about this as someone who creates something for public consumption, like Eminem does. I'm not saying that we are the Eminem of podcasting <laughs> by any means. Of course not. But what I'm saying is we create something and we put it out there. Now, if someone came to me and said, hey, I like listening to your show for whatever reason, and I also like Hillary, then maybe you want to hear the other side of it, whatever. I like your show and I like Hillary. My response would be not choose one, fuck you. And I, I, if it were, it would be more appropriate because you operate within a political realm. This guy's a sure. rapper. What the fuck does he know? It's just weird to me that if you're saying to someone who likes your product, well, no, you don't have the perfect opinion on everything else, so fuck you. What? Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. And this whole thing is a spectacle too. Like it's just really bizarre that he surrounded himself with a bunch of solemn looking black dudes. <laughs> like that are just looking at him and like they all kind of look a little baffled, but they're they're paid to be there, so they're gonna right. stand around. They're just like looking cool, like So a couple like, things I, totally I wanted to say congratulations on. One, congratulations to Eminem for doing the impossible and rhyming orange. He did it. <laughs> he rhymed orange. The line is racism's not the only thing he's fantastic for, because it's how he gets his fucking rocks off and he's orange that's does that count does four rhyme with orange close for enough. sure not no <laughs> and as no. my friend uh, bijou said to me in a message this week uh congratulations to bet for making a massive political statement but letting a white guy do all the heavy lifting <laughs> oh god so um a, a couple of things to note too it's it, it, Eminem has been on this anti-Trump bend for a little bit. He said, so he went to um, the Reading. Is it the Reading Festival or the Reading Festival? I assume Reading Festival in, UK, yeah. in the UK. Uh, Eminem told the crowd he can't stand the president before chanting, uh, uh, fuck Trump. Before that in Glasgow, he wore a shirt that read, fact Trump. I think this is earlier in the year, this year. In 2004, however, Trump made a cameo at the Eminem concert special, quote, the Shady National Convention on MTV. I never watched this. <laughs> Trump at the time endorsed Slim Shady, saying, quote, I know a winner when I see one. And said Shady in response, quote, Donald Trump is telling you right now, Slim Shady is a winner. He's got brains. He's got guts. And he's got Donald Trump's vote. My, how the times have changed. Huh. 
How bizarre is this? What is going on? Do you ever wake <laughs> up and you're like, what is this dream world that I've entered? Well, I enjoy the cultural spectacle. And of course, <laughs> I enjoy the memes that came out of it. There were many. And I've put this Jeb and M meme in the chat because I think it's so great. This is what Jeb should have been doing the whole time in the campaign. This is Jeb and M's rap. I'm not afraid of Trump. I could have kicked his rump. But you suckers and haters got played like the Gators. You want to make America great? But you acted too late. Now you're stuck with a madman and a bit of a bad man. You fools decided to sleep. Now you're stuck with his tweets. Now it's the country he's slapping, and I'm the one rapping. Stuck here in Flada, but my baby mama, uh, with my baby mama drama, want to stand up and holla because I can't make a dollar. And you're stuck with this crap and a red MAGA cap because you decided to nap when you just had to clap. Oh! <laughs> and M. Jeb and M, everybody. I, honestly, the only person more uncool than Eminem. I was going to say, if Jeb stood up and did this rap in the same style, we'd have a serious debate about which one was cringier, I think. Yeah. <laughs> I think Jeb would have been funnier, at least. <laughs> okay. I don't have anything more to say about that. That's, that's pretty much it. Do you want to hop into the other competitor for top cringe, Sarah Silverman, or should we take another break? Yeah, let's let's just let's do it. Okay, so I know you've seen this before. I debated um, making uh, this surprise cringe, but because there are serious statements made within it, I kind of wanted you to be able to see it beforehand so that we could respond with more preparation. Um, Sarah Silverman, apparently, she's doing this new show on Hulu, this Hulu exclusive called I Love America, and it's apparently not supposed to be ironic. Like she's genuinely seeking unity is what she says because what? she feels disconnected from middle America, red, red state America. And she wants to make a genuine effort to understand. So in each episode, she takes a trip to a red state. She had dinner with a Louisiana family in the first episode. She visited uh, Mineola, Texas. I'm not familiar with that. Sorry if I'm mispronouncing it. She also visited there, which went like 80% for Trump. She says she wants to promote unity and uh, and understanding uh, is the goal here. So when I first saw this, I thought it was a big middle finger to middle America, which I still sort of think it is. But that is not the intent, apparently. Anyhow, she, it's a Hulu exclusive. They're released weekly. There's a trailer for this that is released this week on oh, YouTube. Do we have to? God. And if you can't imagine anything worse than Sarah Silverman explaining her political opinions generally... Imagine her doing it in a music video because the, I've edited it down to only what you need to see. By the way, a music video with breaks for narration about the social justice issues of the day. Get ready because uh, here we go. Sarah Silverman, I love you. All. assuming they're gonna serve and protect me. That's my luxury. That's called white privilege. You know, a few years ago, I was sitting around and I go, wow, there's a real epidemic of cops murdering unarmed black teenagers. 
And then I realized that's not an epidemic. That's how it's always been. I'm just aware of it now because of social media. And I was so f***ing ashamed. F I just want to be a good ally. How can I be a good oh. ally? It's not my job to teach you how to be a good ally. Right. No, I know you're right, of course. But there's no way I can know unless someone who's experienced I could right. never I mean, understand is willing to. Seriously? Take a class or something. I'm busy. I'm not all black people. I'm just me. I'm just Retta. Well, I love that about you. I love you, liberal bubble. I love you, racist Never do that again, Sarah Silverman. Never do that put you in my mouth bit. Ever, ever again. There's not that much more. and the stupid shit that you do and, and how you vote for these rich f**ks that lie to your faces and then systematically rape you of your rights and your job and your health care and then you call me Hollywood elite? Dude, I'm from f**king New Hampshire and, and you're mad at me for wanting the best for you and for getting pissed when you vote against your own best interest? I'm caring about you. I'm condescending to you. Uh, by the way, it's currently sitting at over 10,000 dislikes. It's very heavily What's the disliked. Uh, I haven't looked. You, I could look. Uh, Dude, you, I you, just, that, that was It was painful. something like I don't even, who was a worse? few hundred I, up, up. I don't know. Whatever. Was that worse than Eminem? Maybe. I, I think maybe <laughs> so. Yeah. Uh, there's certainly a lot more. Well, there's production value in M&M's too, of course. That was, I mean, it's not filmed on a cell phone. This was, uh, I mean, the music is more involved in this one. There's more people. I bet there's more people involved in Sarah Silverman's. So It was I, more uh, emotionally manipulative. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think that's fair. The, well, the she thing does all this shit where she acts like she's self-aware because she wants to seem relatable, even though she doesn't understand middle America anymore. It doesn't matter right. if you're a New Hampshire bitch. You are a Hollywood elitist now. You don't understand the average American. Like, shut your elitist mouth. Well, that's the thing is I couldn't figure out how to interpret it because you're right. It seems like she has some self-awareness going on, but it's still not presented in a way that comes off as like, I love self-deprecating humor. I think it's great. No, I think but it's, it wasn't funny. This yeah, is okay. but it wasn't well done. You know, I, I couldn't tell if that's what she. This. Yeah. And he talks about this um, writer's tactic called hanging a lantern. It's when you address a plot hole that you know your audience is going to figure out like immediately. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what she was doing. She was like, well, I know people are going to call me condescending. They're going to call me a Hollywood elitist. And so she addressed all these things defensively before she had any criticism about it. And it's so In a obvious. way that was condescending and elitist. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah. And like how in an, in an operation to seem more self-aware, do you somehow seem markedly less self-aware? Right. So that, that's what was, that's why I had such difficulty interpreting this because um, I can't tell if it's, I can't tell if it's self-awareness or obliviousness. This is the things she says. There are some things that are part of this that almost seem correct. Like that black lady's intervention with her is, it has like shades of truth. What I mean is, so she's, she's saying she's, 
going out to promote um, to promote understanding and unity, but she's going to perpetuate the idea that all cops are bloodthirsty racist hunters, and she only avoids them because she's white, uh, apparently. Um, yeah. But uh, but. Th- the the encounter with the black woman I thought was particularly informative because I think it unintentionally makes some points about individualism. Like she goes up and says, oh, uh, please tell me how to be a good ally. And the black woman responds, look, I'm not all black people. I'm just a lady. I'm just me. Um, so right, it's like you're this. You're right. You're right. Well, it's this moment where the takeaway could be, yeah, you can't talk to like a black person and think that that person represents a racial group strictly by virtue of the color of their skin. So my, the question, um, it, it ends up going down that, that road of telling Sarah to go take a class or something like their takeaway is don't burden people with your inquisitiveness when the takeaway should be, why would you assume that one black person can explain the perspective of all other people using skin color as the only indicator for the qualification to do that. It's like they had, they had a moment of wisdom there, but it went the wrong direction. Lost in the ether, just slipped, yeah. slipped through their hands like grains of sand. Yeah, which is it. weird because it leaves you, if you want to be a good ally, you end up in the same paradox that, Sarah, that Sarah's in. Like, but I need a black person to tell me what opinion to have, but I can't burden the black people by asking them, what's a well-intentioned ally to do? What a, what a paradox. What a, what a situation to be in. How stressful. <laughs> God. <laughs> Then um, speaking of other things that she says that I can't, I can't tell if they're intentionally, like if they're self-aware or if they're oblivious. Cause she says things like, um, you know, I love, I love the rest of America. I love whatever's in between, she says. And I love, she says the racist South. Like, I love you liberal bubble. I love you racist South is some of the lyrics. And then that part, I love you, California and New York city too. I love whatever this state is. It wasn't in Iowa. Yeah. I, I, I don't know. I honestly don't know. Is this a bit? Is this a self-aware bit? Or do you actually not know what state that is? She's probably trying to do this self-aware, self-awareness thing. Because she knew that people were going to criticize her for being ignorant of flyover country. I don't know. It, it was, it's so contrived. The th- and the thing that gets me the most is for her to be pissed when she says, how can you be mad at me for looking out for your best interest? Because, Sarah, I look out for my best interest, not you. Yep. Okay? You, I don't care what your opinion of what my best interest is. I look out for my best interest. And so if you're going to intrude my life and tell me what my best interest is and say, no, no, your decision sucks. You're not good at deciding the best interest for yourself. Let me tell you. There's no way to do that without coming off as elitist and sanctimonious and annoying. Yeah, that's why people hate Hollywood. Yeah. Uh, it, <laughs> not surprisingly this show is not doing well it's not doing well i'd be surprised <laughs> i'm more surprised Netflix that and, and these other they're just keep producing these comedy specials that nobody seems to watch that are universally panned and then there are multiple seasons it's like how is this even fucking possible who's funding this shit yeah it's back to that great question of George presumably Soros. there there are people out there who have a lot of money and they say you know what's worth more to me than this huge pile of money propaganda i'd be willing to, <laughs> i'd be willing to part with this giant pile of money rather than investing it in something that will return more money to me which is what <laughs> most rich people do these yeah. people have decided no propaganda i like propaganda more and i'm willing to do it i can't imagine which is 
I get it if one crazy person, one guy like George Soros or whatever does it, but we're seeing a lot of this from publicly owned corporations. I don't know if Hulu is part of a publicly owned corporation or not, but Google and YouTube and these others, they have investors, right? It's not just a guy. It's a whole, it's thousands of investors who want to see a return on their investment every quarter. And yet they're putting up with the, if you're an investor in YouTube and Google or whatever, you got to go to the shareholder meeting and say, how does propaganda about refugees get me more money each quarter? Because I don't (laughs) think it does. Why is nobody making noise about that? I don't know. I think that they assume there's going to be a later return on investment. Like they think that the propaganda is going to work, but it's just turning people off to other forms of entertainment. I mean, I bet we're going to see alt media entertainment explode. People yeah. still need entertainment, and everybody has a device by which they can do their own producing. We do it all the time. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it amazes me how many people are involved in the production of that. That's a lot of work, production-wise. A lot of people made that trailer and make this show. Yeah, costs a lot of money to do that, and yet that trailer is going to perform much worse than this podcast will in terms of people's reception of it, or any other show that mostly just involves people sitting down at a desk talking like we're doing right now. Well, I can't imagine that anybody found that funny. Like, I found that legitimately hard to watch. I had a visceral react. Like, it pained me to sit through that cringe. It hurt my heart and my soul. Like, I can't imagine your average person is watching that and is like, I think people are watching that. They're like, this is so embarrassing. Yeah. So embarrassed for this woman. Luckily, that's those are the two weapons grade cringes that we have for the show. The rest of it's pretty tame. Although kill me. The Berkeley thing's real bad. Yeah. The the tranny on the BBC BBC thing is is really bad, too. What are you talking about? This show's (laughs) okay. Okay. You want to take a super chat break to calm down and then we'll hop into those. To calm down. Yeah, I'll read yeah. all of our donations. That'll make me feel a lot better. <laughs> um, who was the last one? Let's see. Jeez, you guys have been so generous. I don't even know where we started. Um, Constantine the Mediocre said, Iran deal isn't that bad. Rather work with Iran over Saudi Arabia any day. They've mm. done way less to either or way less to us. Neither is ideal, but geopolitic, geopolitics is, uh, aren't pretty. Yeah, that's what I was reading about today. Um I don't know. I, I still need more information. Thank you for that, Constantine. Mark uh, Efreet said, I wish I could be a guest on your show. Am I allowed to shamelessly plug a podcast? <laughs> if so, say thewaspreport.com. I guess so, Mark. Thank you for the donation. Thanks for supporting the show. Uh, Frank Underwood said, don't really have time to watch today, but here are some coins. Thank you so much. Thank you. Scott Malavi, how do you define the bump stock would lead to another assault weapons ban and any light trigger ban? How do you define the bump stock would lead to? A- yeah, so his question would be, if you just put bump stock in the bill, like bump stocks are banned, oh, gotcha. you, would, yeah. you would still have to have a definition for what a bump stock ah. is in the bill. I don't know that I can come up with that on the spot, but I, I would be comfortable speculating. There is a way to do that more specifically than just any device which may increase the rate of fire of a semi-automatic weapon. Mm-hmm. Okay, I mean, what if I drink a Red Bull and pull the trigger really fast? That's not sufficiently specific for, for, uh, for me to be comfortable with it. Okay. Um, Joshy Marshall said, could you guys go over all the policies again? I fell asleep. <laughs> <laughs> Look, it's all, I just want to, I want to present the, the illusion that this is a show for adults who are worldly and caught up. I mean, we, we do read a lot of substantial news all the time, but like yeah. maybe that's one of the reasons that we just want to do cringe and some fun stuff because we're tackling with. Yeah. Truth, truthfully, I just worry that like, I don't want the podcast to just become 
okay, now it's a couple hours of tapes of SJWs and um, and right. Hollywood cringe. And I do like yeah. covering those things. But if you do that exclusively, I think you kind of lower the bar. Of lower course, than and those are temporary cultural distractions that we yeah. won't be able to draw from pretty soon. Yeah. Pretty soon. Um, the SJW effect is really minimizing. Big Red Doggy said, guys, the wording is rather vague on the bill. The point is that no rate if fire is defined. So at what point is simply pulling a trigger too fast? That's right. Yeah, exactly. Um, Bob Dobbs said, Gavin said, get into the big three and Windy City heat fags. Guns are great. Green Bay will fall to the Saints. Love you guys. Thank you, Bob Dobbs. Thank you. Um, Fitzburg said, hello, I'm Blonde, a.k.a. Rebecca, and I love football talk, all football talk. <laughs> Even more so, I love fantasy football talk. Yeah, I care about Yes. All, I promise. I, I got a, I was destroyed in my fantasy league today, the, the channel fantasy league. So I'm doing well, but today was the worst day of the season, of the, uh, the worst week of the season for me. Is there money at stake here? No, but I'm going to give a winner, the winner, uh, like a pod, I don't know, podcast t-shirt, podcast mug, that sort of thing. Oh, so, so I'm somehow involved in this? Fine. Fine. Yeah, whatever. Okay. I mean, I, I promoted it on this show. That's how I got the league going. Oh, yeah, you totally did. Yeah. Oh, all right. Um, that's not right. Said Matt and I once made love in an Eminem concert, just like two trailer park girls. We went around outside, if you know what I mean. This person, every time Cannot they donate. confirm or deny. They We've talk about run. banging you in different situations. Yeah. Uh, Wide and Nerdy said Eminem sounds like coffee shop poetry night. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. A uh, friend of the show, Stan, said, get a bed in the home ready for him with Oberman and Handler. <laughs> he is on their level of discourse. Blonde, please rejoin your soul to your brain. I can't anymore. <laughs> Permanently disjointed because of the last, I don't know, year of the news cycle. Uh, Josh D. Marshall said, I'm done with Eminem. I'm switching over to Skittles. <laughs> well played. Well played. Hold on. I think that that's a dad joke. But, you know, I am. Um, hold on. I got to scroll. I, I, I award rim shots for dad jokes. Excellent. One uh, five twice. Two for one, I guess. Oh, yeah. I don't know. I, I, I only heard it once. Idub's diss track is so much better than Eminem. So sad. I can't oh, yeah. believe I once liked the guy facepalm. Yeah, I used to love Eminem. I went to an Eminem concert in like 2014. That's pretty I, recent. Yeah, he was with Rihanna. And I, I love Oh, Rihanna. yeah. You mentioned that. I forgot. Yeah. Um, Scott Malavi said, wasn't a fan, but Eminem is a little butterface bitch. <laughs> How do you know what his body looks like? <laughs> yeah. Can, can guys be butterfaces? I guess they can. I guess. That's yeah. a term for a chick. Uh, Chicago conservative said, Nelly's song grills reference Hillary Clinton and reached number one on Billboard. Fake news yourself. <laughs> okay, fine. Did it, did did it really? I, I need to look that up. I'll believe you for now and I will award you. You are but fake news. That, Very I, fake. I, need, I just want substantiation. That nice. sounds like bullshit, but it might be true. Maybe, maybe. Um, Kyle Wee said, Blonde, you can watch your interview without paying for CRTV since October is free. Also, I love the show. The weekend isn't complete without it. Thank you so much. Thank you. Oh, was that Kaya? Is that what I said? Sorry I if I so, fucked yeah. your name up, Kaya. But yeah, uh, so yeah, so you can catch the interview for free on, in October. Yep. Um, just a few more. Al Changa said, I will give Eminem a two out of 10 for that rant. I'll give him an eight for cringe. That's pretty accurate. <laughs> yeah. Josh Hahn said, thank God the shooter was using a bump stock in the army. You were trained to do bursts. By the third shot, you were above target. If he had been taking two seconds per shot, the death toll would have been much higher. Yeah, I've seen some people write on that. I, I, have, I just have to take your word for it because I can't, I can't speculate on that. But there are people making that case. Um, Blippity Blue gave us some monies. No note, though. Thank you very much. Uh, Scott Malavi again. Uh, all 16 unarmed black people have 
three thirty million population and love your Maxine Waters for her wealthy corruption. <laughs> I think that was a reference to Sarah Silverman saying, well, I can't believe uh, there's, you know, so many unarmed oh, yeah. black people killed. I just see it now because of social media. Yeah. yeah. Well, you also don't see the unarmed white people killed on social media because it's a lot less viral. Yep, that's true, too. Uh, David Howard, USA equals California, New York, racist South, and whatever that state is, Sarah Silverman. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Scott Malami, can we elect two people for the border catapult? Yeah, us two. Well, there are... Um, we, oh, us two? No, 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 no. We're not getting catapulted. We no, might no, man to operate the board to government. operate. But my my rule is we vote. We one every year we get to vote one person to be catapulted. That's it. I mean, I'll happily accept the federal job. I'll quit doing my YouTube channel if I get the federal job of catapulter. Oh yes. Oh, <laughs> Maybe yes. I can operate a YouTube channel from the catapult. You would be the biggest YouTube channel. People would love it. <laughs> well, you only do it once a year, so it's you know it's a once a year special. Well, this once a year thing is your rule. All right. It's fair Let's enough. Catapult. I'm trying to be that. humane with my catapulting and make sure only the truly deserving. It get should the be catapult. daily at noon, and then we would still only be <laughs> catapulting 365 people a year. Yeah, that's that's pretty humane, I guess. Yeah. All things considered, that's pretty humane. Uh, let's Speaking see a few of more the catapult, of I, the only thing I will say is the uh, hat stealer, chubby cabra, margarita. She was the leader. I think you have a couple couple uh, candidates in this Berkeley protest video that are coming. Oh, yeah. That's coming up. Yeah, definitely. Um, actually, let's just let's just that was a good hop, transition. Hop, I'll hop honor into the your Berkeley protest video. I didn't. Um, you sent this to me. I didn't have a lot of time to look into the context of it. I don't know if you have. I, I know the basics. I mean, they were having a midterm at Berkeley, and these kids, for whatever reason, are like, "No, we're, we don't want to take our midterm because patriarchy, white oppression, something, something, yeah, something." They're complaining the about. Title. They're complaining about some demonstration that occurred on campus. So I'm guessing like some conservative spoke on campus and they feel too threatened by it to take their <laughs> midterm is what I gather from watching the video. Heartbreaking. These um, so we'll play this. They demand that the midterm be canceled. They get some pushback from the professor and the people taking their test. I think the question to keep in mind while we're watching this is, are you or are you not satisfied with the way the professor handled this exchange? I tried to subtitle it so you can sort of understand what's going on. Man, since the test will not be canceled today, as we all see, instead of an exam, we are requesting a take-home essay with significant time to prepare. Our well-beings are being put on the line because of our emotional, mental, and physical stress oh that my God. is compounding with what is already going on in our everyday lives. We demand that you make and hold space for center to, to center the voices of students of color. How about you respect somebody talking? Why How about you, why students shut up? Yeah, you fucking take so much space. How exactly. You listen. You have to listen, okay? Listen to us, okay? You can't so to listen to shit. Okay. <laughs> Mind you, this is during a test. It's not just like oh my people hang God. out. This is during a midterm exam. Yeah. Thank you, you minority assholes, for rendering all these kids' degrees useless. And while we're grand. paused here, note the shirt. Caution, educated student of color. It's an educated student of color refusing to take a test. Oh and my God. <laughs> making it more difficult for other kids to take the test. <sighs> and when they say, I'm just trying to take the test, they say, no, you listen. You listen, you white boy. You take up boy. so much space. What does that mean? Are you saying that white people physically take up too much space? Then the implication there is that you should remove them from the space that they remove their bodies, right? I don't I, I don't know what they mean. Don't ask me to explain their reasoning. But everyone knows that's impossible. Let's just hear them out. <laughs> oh my God. 
Okay, so listen. Learn about our communities if you want to speak over all of us. You really want to silence all our voices? Are you trying to silence us right now? Is that what you're trying to do? Exactly. Well, where would you be? Calm down, white boy privilege. That guy's just saying, I need to take a test, and they're telling him to calm down. They're the ones oh shutting God. down a classroom, but they're telling other people to calm down. Only so in then, America. Then they ask the professor, what's your response? Here's where professor, we get more, uh, more commentary from the professor. You still only want to catapult one a year? Well, first of all, I would say I admire the fact that No, 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 no. We don't want any admiring. We don't want any admiring. We don't want any But I think you need to let me finish. I let you finish, and I am sure that you We really let you finish forever. My response is on a campus like the University of California, Berkeley, I am not about to let 50 right-wing demonstrate. There was not 50, there was over 200 in the email that said over 200 people. Let's say it's 200. You keep the integrity of the institution you are a part of for 50 people or 200 people or 1,000 people to be able to shut this enterprise down, I think is deeply flawed. I'm not going to get into a debate on all these issues right now. I yeah, get out of my classroom. address them That's it. at the beginning of class on Thursday. I respect you getting up here and stating your disagreements. But with that, we are going to go ahead with the exam, not despite the demonstrations, but to show that all of us, as part of a community, are capable of doing what a university does. I couldn't tell what she was saying right here, but it's something like, what do you have to say to the fact that you're a white guy with privilege who doesn't get it? Something like that. It's a general accusation of racism, basically. Don't tell me that. Yes, understand your privilege. Understand your privilege. Understand your privilege. You're going to see people that I've worked with. Oh, I love how it goes into defense mode. Very close with. From these communities. Okay, there it is. Right there. What? This is why nobody should try to be an ally or try to understand communities of color, whatever, you know, lend yourself as a white person that understands. Because at the end of the day, they're going to say, you're a white person. You don't understand our experience. You're not a part of this. And you can't. Yeah, that's her point. You're exactly right. To the point, he's lending himself. He's fucking hard. Right. He's saying, he's trying to make the case that. I am sympathetic to what you're talking about, but this isn't the place. And they say, well, it doesn't matter anyway, because you can't be on account of the color of your skin. And by the way, we're so anti-racist that we're telling you, you, you can't comprehend certain That's concepts. That's why it is futile to even get into a defensive position. When somebody yeah. calls you racist or something like that, you never say, I'm not racist. Here's why. You say, whatever. You think I'm racist? Cool. Got Don't me. Don't defend yourself. <laughs> you got me. Yeah. That's ah, it. You found me. All right. I'm going to go on with my day. Oh, God, let's finish this. Let's <laughs> Almost just... finished. And then, uh, yeah, I'm curious. Want to flesh out more thoughts on the professor for sure. I don't know why you feel like sitting down, y'all. I don't understand. I really don't understand. You can take a fucking test, but people are dying out there. Who's dying? But this university is protecting white supremacists, and y'all are protecting them too. Yeah, you haven't seen the mass grave at UC Berkeley? Oh, my. It's one of the God. campus features. Do you know what I have to say about this? The most important thing I have to say about this. Your average person, like, let's take Stick Sex and Hammer, for example. I was looking at his Twitter today, and he was like, this anti-white rhetoric 
has to stop. And I'm seeing mm -hmm. this from like a centrist, like sticks, hacks and hammer. Your average person sees three Mexicans lecturing a white Berkeley professor about his white privilege, shutting down an exam. And they're like, if the other side, if, if you want to call them white supremacists, whatever, I don't care. I'm in. This is a creation of people that are tribalistic. I don't, I don't know what they expect to be the end game of this. Yeah. Well, that's, that's, um, that's why I am sort of a, on the one hand, appreciative of the professor. On the other hand, I'm annoyed with him because I very much appreciate that he's willing to say, look, we're not going to let some dumb demonstration unrelated to this class shut down this class. Because if we do, we're setting a precedent oh, that totally anyone right, can come right. in here and just shut this down. We're not going to do that. So I very much yeah. appreciate that he said that because he's exactly right. On the other yeah. hand, he makes the mistake of saying, well, I want to start by saying I admire you and I appreciate what you're doing. I get he's in a yeah. position where he kind of has to do that. And I presume no, probably he's... No, he doesn't. He has to say, get out of my class. Oh, and people I, in the live chat are, are saying, I didn't mean Sticks is like of average intelligence. I meant that he's a centrist for the most Right. He, no one things. would, no one outside of right wing watch would accuse him of being some type of like right. race realist or racial supremacist. Yeah. What I meant is that you're, you're centrist, your person that's middle of the road or apathetic about, uh, apathetic about politics, see stuff like this and it yeah. radicalizes them to some right. degree. Uh, it's like professor guy, not only did they come in and hijack your class that's strike one strike two is interrupting your students trying to take a test strike three is calling your students saying they can't do certain things they're being overtly racist to your students is what i'm saying and strike four if you're going to go on a four strike rule is calling you racist all while interrupting a test this yep. god man he should have if only he would have been out in front of him and said no, no no you will not interrupt my academic environment and you certainly won't do it on the basis of uh, with, with racist allegations, not only racist allegations, but racial criticisms saying, shut up, you're white. You can't oh understand God. you're white. You're taking up too much space, white boy. I really would have liked to see a lot more aggression out of him uh, to just to stop that before it even started. He's an old liberal Berkeley for professor. What do you expect? Do you think that he's just going to grow a pair now after 70 years of being a pussy? <laughs> well, he's so right about setting precedents. And on the other hand, he's kind of setting a bad precedent. Of course he is saying, I admire you doing this. No, you yeah. don't. I'd be like, get out of my class. I have a catapult in the back. Like, it's all of you. <laughs> and that's the point is, I don't care if you guys are, are whatever you are, social justice warriors like you are. I don't care if you're actual Nazis. The point is, you don't interrupt my academic environment like this. I don't care what you're talking about. I don't care if it's this good, is great, bad, though. I, I love seeing stuff like this happen because people see this and they're like, oh, I can't go to Berkeley because when I graduate, somebody that's going to give me a job is going to look and see that I didn't learn dick and that I was just indoctrinated. Yeah. So we need the higher education bubble to burst and this kind of stuff, this kind of footage reaching the general public really will do it. I mean, I don't, yeah. I'm not going to send my kids somewhere where they can't take a test because a bunch of pissed off minority students st stop the test for whatever reason. I would what, like to see them all they even referring yeah. to. I don't even know. I don't know. I tried to look it up, but I didn't have a lot of time. 200 so. people. Yeah. Was this Whatever. the Ben Shapiro thing? That was weeks ago though. And there were more than 200 people at that. I don't even but know. Maybe. I mean, it's possible. This happened on October 8th and Ben Shapiro, I think was like late September. So it's possible. You, you might, it it's might actually outrageous. be that. Yeah. Infuriating. Yeah. And I, I mean, I'm pissed off from afar. I have no relationship to UC Berkeley. I, I, you know, I have no emotional attachment to it. 
I don't even know anybody who went to UC Berkeley, but, um, but you know, watching stuff like that enrages me. I can only imagine if I was a student there and my education was actually being impacted or an alma mater and the value of my, or if that was my alma mater, if I were an alum. Yeah. And, and as a uh, student, you wouldn't be able to do anything about it because you'd be so horribly socially ostracized and probably assaulted if people found out that you were conservative. People would be doing stuff to your dorm You don't even have to be rooms. a conservative to be like, this can't stand. I don't care what your political opinion is. You can't interrupt my test taking. Regardless of whatever your stance is, I don't care how virtuous you are. You can't interrupt my test taking. What was the and eventual outcome of that? They just, I, it was hard to tell because I can't hear everything that they're saying. They said something like, we're going to go protest elsewhere and they leave. So they leave, but I don't really know. Did they choose to leave? Did he make them leave? What I would like to see the outcome be is an insta fail for all insta of them. Fail. From That's that what class. I was going to say. And you'll yeah. never come back. You're, you're mm -hmm. banned from the class. Yeah. You want to appeal it? Go nuts. I'm yeah. a tenured professor, which yeah. I'm sure he is. I mean, he looked ancient. <laughs> okay. Before we, we got more enraging material, at least one more. So do you want to get through that quickly and then return to super chat or should we take a break? Uh, let's take a wee break. Okay. Um, oh, I missed this one. Arky OO said Sarah Silverman and Bill Nye need to collab. Did I say that? Oh boy. <laughs> That's Sorry. no, the world can't allow that. We have to stop. The UN has to stop that. The, the world needs to intervene. That's, <laughs> that's a cringe we can't handle. Uh, Freshnator2 said, Silly Silverman, don't you know that white people can't be black allies because all white people are racist and want to kill all black people? That yeah, is we'll the get to that in it? a moment from the BBC spokesman. That's her oh, opinion. Good God. Likes the bacon said, Sarah is the worst. Eminem was pissed at one dude. Sarah just passed judgment and pissed on whole regions of people. That's yeah, true. That's, that's a true. good argument. I can, I'm, that, I, I can sympathize with yeah, that one. Yeah. Daryl O'Dell said, it's hard to tell who's worse between Eminem and Sarah Silverman when both sides are cringe scale broke. Oh, my God. <laughs> I know. I know. Um, Jonathan Edwards said, I bet Eminem is going to show up around Trump as a Secret Service agent. I think his rant is a prank. I yeah, don't know. Maybe. Maybe, Maybe he's playing 4D underwater chess. Yeah, Eminem's Maybe the real king of us all. Who, who <laughs> yeah. knew? Alex yeah. F said, at Rebel1NE, hello, um, Matt and Blonde from a likely permanent Twitter ban. Joined your stream just in time to have Sarah Silverman make me, ooh, ooh, can't say, can't say that. Oh, geez. Is it bad? It was anti-Semitic. All right, oh, moving on. Yeah. Right. Liberty Blue, I need to read these before I read them. I just don't have time. <laughs> I'm like, ooh, ooh. Flippity Blue said, fucked up my last super chat, so I had to donate again. God damn it. I hate Sarah Silverman. Jeez. Well, thank you. Thank you for that. Big Red Doggy, wonder if Miss Silverman visits a privileged white family in the Appalachians. Other Appalachians, rather, or other than that, here's five more bucks. Thank you for that. Well, thank you. Um, yeah, so she just went to different regions in the... So far, I know she went to Louisiana and Texas. I understand the plan is to go to more Trump territory, whatever that means. But uh... Interesting. But yeah, I can't imagine they're going to go talk to like the one guy in um, Manhattan who voted for Trump or something. Hmm, whatever. Although maybe uh, Manhattan's a bad choice. Let's say San Francisco. San Francisco yeah, yeah. voted for Trump. Uh, Joel Dykeman said, Sarah Silverman, I'm just looking out for your best interest, bitch. <laughs> you aren't my family. <laughs> you have no bearing on any of my decisions. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. Um, Jake Hartstern said, Blonde, I love you. Also love you too, Matt. No homo. Never any homo for you. Rot row. That's fine. Jason Look, Smith. I'll take it. I'll take it where I can get it. I don't <laughs> Big discriminate donation from Jason basis. Smith. No note though. Thank you very much. Thank you. 
Um, Stan, friend of the show, said, be interested to hear what charity all the profits from Sarah's new show are being donated to. <laughs> Easy to morally judge when you actually back it up. Yep. Let's do yeah. a few more. Nicholas, 11 good. Felt sorry I had to mute you during the Silverman clip. So here's funny. Thank you very much. <laughs> Uh, Gallblade says, I think leftist propaganda is more mainstream and less often and less offensive to the right than if it was the other way around. So they don't really see any negatives to doing it. Mm. That's probably true. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Um, Justin said, Eminem wasn't miming. He's just stuck inside his glass ceiling, lazily saying the same things everyone says and realizing he can't talk about his misogyny. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I guess he can't anymore, can he? Yeah. Well, He's I got no I, material. I wasn't keen. I mean, it's. I don't know a lot about Eminem's history. Is it? Uh, I know a lot of um, hip hop artists have. Uh, uh, they have um, well, controversial pasts. Is is he, he a person with up, a controversial past? Yeah, he grew up really poor in Detroit with a single mom who had Munchausen syndrome. She was always like giving him weird ailments and taking him to the hospital. She had all these weird psychiatric problems, addiction problems. Then he married a woman named Kim when he was like eighteen, just like his mother. Totally batshit crazy, and yeah. like. There's definitely been he's like beat the shit out of her and stuff, but she's been totally crazy. Right. Like, so my only question is, is he qualified to give me a moral lecture? Oh, Should for I... sure not. No, okay. I mean, yeah. <laughs> OK, uh, let's do a few more. I actually have two more attack. Alpaca said blonde. What would you rather do? Watch a football game Ugh. or listen to Hollywood cringe for three hours. <laughs> you could watch a game with me. Come on. Three oh, hours God. of Hollywood cringe. There's no way you'd survive. You'd pass away. But the variability might make it worse. Yeah, Football, yeah. fine. The question How is, would you rather is have... In this? Football is... Are you actually annoyed by football? Is it just apathy? You're annoyed by me talking no, about I, football, but... Yeah, no, I, I... Like, if I have to watch football, it's like... It actually like annoys you? Watching golf or somebody else's piano recital, yeah. Oh, golf? That's nonsense. Keep going, keep going. Um, and then just, uh, one from Gabriel Lopez that says Andy and, and we're good for right now. What about Andy? He didn't describe that's it. What Andy it just says is? Andy. Nothing about Andy being a fag. I, I don't know. Oh, so it, it's unclear tonight. Is he, or is he not? We don't know. <laughs> okay. So, uh, in case you haven't had enough, in case tonight's show didn't inspire a race war already, which apparently is the unintended consequence of this show. I don't feel like I'm trying to do it. I'm just <laughs> reporting what other people are saying. And they're the ones who want to start one, I guess. Yeah. I'm just relaying the message because that seems to be the intent. The BBC, the BBC gives a spot on um, their show this week, which I gather is a current affairs program. I don't know what BBC programming is like. I don't watch it. Obviously our UK friends could probably uh, give us some insight into that, but there's a show called this week on BBC and it's a news program. Basically they give a spotlight called the take to Monroe Bergdorf, who is a trans model, I believe yeah. male to female trans. Uh, if it's female to male, she did a really bad job. Male to female <laughs> trans, <laughs> who was a L'Oreal model. And she was fired by L'Oreal earlier for saying uh, all white people are racist. You may remember that's some coverage in People magazine. She said all white people are racist and was let go. I understand she got picked up by some beauty product competitor. I forget who picked her up, but she's back modeling for other people now. The BBC gives her a platform to offer the take. She gives about a two minute opinion piece about how basically how racist and scummy and awful the UK is. So here's what she has to say. The take. 
What kind of country is modern Britain? No Ugh. doubt it's a country that likes to think of itself Woof. as inclusive, but that depends where you're standing. The government's race audit for England identified discrimination against people of colour in many of our institutions, ranging from the police to the justice system to schools. Does this surprise okay. you? Is old news? You want me to stop? I mean, she's got to be more specific than that. She's saying that there is racism embedded in laws. And she just says the police, schools, you're, what laws? Not like, just in laws, but actually, if you believe her later, to some degree, our DNA, potentially. She says that racism is inherited, oh implying a genetic component. News <laughs> to me and almost a bad joke to identify it now. It's something that we've known for years, but the political will has not been there to deal with it. And I'm not sure it is now. Why should we expect anything else from a country that's built its success on the enslavement of non-white people? It's that continuous cycle of racism that explains where we are now. Why does the UK acknowledge the sacrifice of people killed in wars, but not the spilled blood of black people? If the UK took our oppression seriously, then people like me who call out racism would be listened to rather than ridiculed or threatened with death. There it is, by the way, the death threats. Everyone has the, you get a death Dude. threat, you get a death threat, everyone gets a death threat. Join the club, bitch. God. <laughs> I, yeah, I'll check my email after this. I'm sure I got uh, at least five in there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, but she hasn't said her worst statement yet. Her worst statement yet is, uh, I don't know if it's the next one or it's, it's upcoming here. White people want to see an improvement for people of color. They need to understand that racism is not learned, it's inherited, and either consciously or unconsciously passed down through privilege. The uncomfortable truth is okay. that the white race- oh, oh, oh. All right, all right. I'm just saying that it is insane to say that racism is inherited and then shit a brick when people talk about race and IQ. There's a massive hypocrisy there. And it also, how do you, how do we reconcile this with the, the children teach us? I thought the children were supposed to be the innocent non-racist ones, but if they, the children they, are racist because they've inherited yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. So definitely, I mean, that's what struck me here is she is sort of a race She's like a race realist of her own in a weird way, saying that racism is at some level genetic. You get what I mean? Yeah, yet race is not genetic. Right. Racism is genetic, but, but not, not race. Right. So anyway, her worst statement is this. To sleep passed down through privilege. The uncomfortable truth is that the white race is the most violent and oppressive force of nature on earth. My worry is that whatever governments do to tinker with institutional racism, it is so ingrained in the fabric of British society that it is too late to do anything about it. Oh my God. Okay, yeah, so, um, you know, how about we all just not bother then? Since there's nothing we can do about it, let's just not bother and move on. Oh my God. That's just outrageous. <laughs> Let's see what her, what I'm not even going to call her her because I know that that dude has a big swinging dick. Just look <laughs> at that odd situation. Tell me that person doesn't have a giant dick. What would be the treatment of this, this trans person if they went to any Muslim country, a half black tranny? I don't I'm know. I'm sure things would that's, be totally fine. They'd that's, just they'd be fine. What is bothersome about this beyond just the fact that she says the white race is the most violent and oppressive force of nature. If that's not bad enough for you, she is absolutely wrong on the facts when she says that British society does not honor the contributions of people of color. Uh, first off, you want to talk about ending slavery. The UK Western, was pretty, white they were pretty people far did ahead that. on that. 
Yeah, yeah. And the UK in, in particular was pretty far ahead. 1807 in the UK, 1833 in terms of the, the empire, you know, everywhere else. Yes, it wasn't like that we just ended racism within our own, uh, the confines of our own states. We tried to end it all over the world. That's how horrible white people are. Yeah. Uh, there are, so there's, there are several British memorials commemorating sacrifices of non-white people to the country, including the oldest abolition memorial that exists. It's in Stroud. I'm going to butcher this. Sorry to our UK friends. Is it Gloucestershire? <laughs> Gloucestershire? That sounds right. I, I'm sorry. To, our UK friends can correct us. But it was built in 1834, right after uh, abolition, British abolition. So there are specific monuments. To say that they don't honor contributions of people of color, they don't honor abolition, is just factually wrong. The only other last note I had is, I just find it hilarious, as you pointed out, that her argument is there's a biological element to racism, but not to, to you know. Not Nothing to, the, to see here. No hypocrisy here. Right. So Nobody talk about race, but here's my race-based worldview. I'm a race realist, but you can't be a race realist. Yes. Very bizarrely. Very bizarrely. I'd... Uh, I wish I could hear her flesh that out a little bit more. I would like to hear the um, the scientific explanation of inherited racism. Would you? I mean, it's not like she's going to have something substantial to say. No, I just want to hear her explain. She's not going to enlighten you. I love cringe. Even all the cringe I've seen tonight, I want more. I want to hear her explain it. That is an addict's behavior. <laughs> Aren't you emotionally exhausted and furious right now? No, no. In fact, uh, I'm excited because we only have one bit left, which is the hoax hate of the week. I'm not going to be able to do this when I get pregnant. It's... Yeah, I know. Just gonna it's going to be mind. too stressful. My, my high blood pressure or something. Yeah. And you won't be able to have a drink to calm down either. You're, just, you're screwed all around. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Let's do it. All right. One more. Okay, so oh, we'll do the three hoax. Three more, I guess. Yeah, so it's a, it's a three-part hoax eight of the week, but they're all pretty brief. So as I teased at the top of the show, well, let's, let's, let's get the format. And now, the nobody saw it happen, but it's totally a product of Trump's America hoax hate crime of the week. Ah, shit, it's backwards. <laughs> you think they'll notice? I jumped the gun because the only other thing I wanted to say about the tranny on the BBC is, again, the BBC <laughs> is state-funded. State-funded. That kind of propaganda is being... Surprise. That's crazy. Like, you have to be pissed off. Propaganda yeah. of that level on a state-funded network. We've never had any experience with state-funded propaganda before. That bad, though? Have we ever had racial propaganda that bad on NPR or PBS? For sure. Yeah. Find me the example and I'll fake news myself. Okay, cool. Do Done. It. Okay. But into the hoax hate of the week. The, as I said, one is confirmed hoax, as you're thinking. What, what, what did they say? On well, PBS? you know, no, no. You know that, um, that like, I think it was the National Portrait Institute in Scotland. There was this black guy from Africa dancing around, like getting up in the face of these portraits, like these dead white men that accomplished nothing. I'm oh, alive. Oh, yeah. Was that That PBS? was state-sponsered, and that might, was considered more racist. Like, that was you, like you might have start me on that a race one. war level of incitement yeah right if there. that was on a if that was on a like a publicly funded network you might have me on that one i i think it was news. i think it was state sponsored so there boom state sponsored on. oh not no oh, no us us not 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 uk us oh i don't know about that then sorry yeah yeah because that was like yeah that was scotland or something yeah yeah okay uh so as i said one is confirmed hoax one is an update to a past story that makes it is a claim that the story is in fact legitimate not hoax at all Really? And then the third is uh, the third is up in the air. You know, is it a hoax? Is it not? We'll examine the evidence. 
The first is the University of Maryland a few weeks ago, a swastika was spray painted at a garage, uh, uh, garage on a garbage can. On a garbage can at the University of Maryland, a swastika was spray painted. Surprise, surprise. They found the guy who did it and they filed charges against him. Who could have seen such a such a twist there's in the story. been a big twist in a hate related incident at the university of maryland in college park last week police charged a man for spray painting a swastika inside a residence hall well tonight we're learning that suspect does not fit most people's idea of a white supremacist Ooh, according to court records he's african-american police say on <laughs> september 27th alfred somehow accessed hagerstown hall on north campus and spray painted a swastika on a trash cart Police identified him and issued him a court summons on Thursday. He's charged with malicious destruction of property and disturbing the operations of a school. We spoke to students about the incident and the fact that the suspect is from a historically oppressed minority group, yet remains <laughs> accused of this hateful incident. When it happened, why? What's so funny about that? It's just so predictable. Like, like, oh, it was a black person. Here's my surprise face. Now, here's what's crazy: is they actually interview students at the University of Maryland, and say, "Well, hey, isn't it weird that a black guy spray painted a swastika?" And they speculate why that might be, but they don't get to the obvious answer. They have different answers, which just drives me up. Why? Which wall. is that they wanted a higher rung on their victim ladder. We'll hear him out. We'll hear him out. And we all thought it was a student that went here and lives in the building. So I was kind of like, like I have to live here. If what if he still goes here? So I mean, I guess it's kind of scary that like a random guy got in the building. But I mean, if he's being held accountable, I guess it's better. I guess it proves that you don't have to be like a certain race to hate people. But I mean, it's just you would think that someone like, like especially like someone from a race that has been subjected to hate before, you would think, why would you want to reciprocate that to somebody else? But that's I guess that's the world we live in today. He's not a black Nazi. No, that's I love that. That's <laughs> the assumption that the assumption isn't just that that he's do, that he's faking it. It's like, yeah, well, he, he must is, hate Jews. It's like, what? That, is that what you land on? Really? Yeah. Their conclusion is, well, I don't know why he would want to be a black guy Nazi, but he is. No, he's wow, not. That is, that is so dumb. <laughs> what school is this? What idiot school is this? It's University of Maryland. <sighs> Uh, it's like nobody speculates, hey, uh, might this have been done to perpetuate a narrative of victimhood that we kind of need to, to for, our, for our worldview to survive? Might that be the reason why? No, black guy, Nazi. I don't understand why someone who's part of a historically oppressed group would want to do more oppressing. He doesn't. Yeah. That was yeah. not what he was trying to do. He's not trying to oppress you. Maybe she you're, did realize and she just didn't want to, you know, take one for the team. I guess you're on the spot on the news, you know, you get stressed out and you don't want to say the wrong thing. But uh, OK, anyway, it's, yeah, not not real at University of Maryland. Black guy did it or at least at least charges court date is coming up. Did we talk now, about that on the show? I don't think so, because I think the actual swastika incident was within the last couple of weeks. And I don't remember talking about it like the spray. So painting. many hoax hate crimes that we can't even cover yeah. them all in this. Well, do you remember the one I talked about in a video of my own a few weeks ago where there was a, a church in Virginia and there were these childish signs on the church that said, like, the day of the rope is coming. Yeah, we, I think we talked about that on the show, didn't we? We might have talked about it a little bit on the show. And I made a whole video about it and speculated that this church, again, speculated. I don't think I made affirmative statements that this was a hoax. I, I try to be measured. You can fake news me if you want. But I want to, where these things are develop into some i guess into something that might be legitimate i feel like i have an obligation now to discuss it yeah so 
man arrested for placing racist and anti-Semitic signs at Dumfries Church. So you have this weird-looking white guy who has now been arrested. Now, you'll remember, these were the signs in question had backwards swastikas that read yes. the Fourth Reich, and it had the sign that said, now that's what I call white power with a <laughs> cutout of the Confederate flag with a label under it that said Confederate flag. <laughs> it really is some yokel. Look at this guy. But that's what I'm saying is this guy, what's his name? A 49-year-old Virginia man. I don't know. Oh, Michael Todd, Michael Todd Burkle. Burkle. Burkle the yokel. This is what this is why I, I'm sort of balking a little bit to say that this is a genuine case of real white supremacism. Maybe it is, but he also looks like he might just be mentally handicapped or something. <laughs> I mean, the, the, again, look. I at don't the know anybody. Well, I don't really know any Nazis, but like, if you're a real Nazi, you're going to get the swastika right. Right. I, now that's what I call white power. Day of the rope is coming inward, and he cut out. There's a cutout you can see on the top of one of the images, a cutout from a magazine or a newspaper that just says KKK. <laughs> it's uh, so I don't know. This guy's scheduled to go before he has a court hearing on um, November 8th. So we might learn more uh, early next month as I burp more course. Sorry about that. Just based on the direction of his eyes, his eyeballs, like how they go in different directions. I think yeah. this is probably not what we think. He kind of looks like Steve Buscemi if things didn't work out, you know? <laughs> Like, Jimmy's so ugly. Oh. <laughs> Aww. So I don't know. Keep your eyes on it. Um, it's very possible that this is entirely legitimate, in which case I feel like I owe an apology to Dumfries Church because I, I definitely uh, jabbed at them heavily because I thought for sure this was uh, this was. Yeah, hoaxed. I think I said fakest one yet. Well, we've said that about everyone. <laughs> but I made a lot of jokes about the Dumfries Church. And if if. It does appear as of now that they were not the ones who planted it themselves, if I'm to believe this fact pattern. So to that extent, fake I feel news. like I owe clarification and uh, an apology. You think I owe a fake news? I just For made sure. jokes. All right, fine, fine. Yeah. Rules are rules. You are fake news. Very fake news. I stand by my jokes, though. I think they were funny. I spent all that time drawing out that hoax note for my own chair. Remember that yeah, bit? Yeah. yeah, I put a lot of time into it. That was a good bit. That was yeah. a good bit. <laughs> okay, and the last one, this is where we get to decide if it's genuine or if it's hoax so hoax. <laughs> spoiler alert we've decided <laughs> this is uh this comes from el paso texas and there is uh there are tribal lands in el paso the, these being the the tigua tribe i don't know if i'm pronouncing that correctly they had they had a statue that was erected let's see if we can get this picture up bigger this statue of a uh, a native woman a tigua woman that was just um, commemorated in July. So it was unveiled and dedicated in July, this statue was. It's brand new. And uh, on Columbus Day, on Monday, allegedly, well, I guess it's not allegedly, it happened, we just don't know who did it. It, was, it had red paint poured all over it, as you can see. And there was a cross that you can see in that lower half there put next to it that read Columbus Day. Somebody just wrote Columbus Day on it. So I guess the, the thinking huh. here is someone went to a Native American monument and just vandalized it and said no columbus day even though this monument doesn't really have anything to do with columbus day it's on tribal land and it just has to do with tribal heritage uh this vandalism allegedly occurred at 8 a.m on monday morning which to me is very strange considering that would likely be broad daylight hours uh, yeah but i go vandalize this statue eight in the morning people are on their way to work yeah 
the uh, FBI Civil Rights Squad, which is a thing. I learned about that. That's a thing. The That's FBI Civil Rights Squad. Uh, they are offering... No, it's, I don't think they're offering. They're investigating... And I don't know if it's the tribe or if it's some local group. There's a $10,000 reward for information leading to arrest. Um, a tribal leader says the Tigua tribe has no ill will toward Columbus. So just in case you were wondering, hey, these Indians talk shit about Columbus. They did not. <laughs> they did not. So I don't know. I find the timing to be weird. I also find. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Maybe real. I'm not like so sure about this one as i was with the others but anytime they leave an explanation for the hate crime i'm always suspicious like this you, is why i did this columbus day mm, really? of all the things to be motivated about like don't get me wrong i'm sure this show and the racial animosity that has been inspired by all the clips will probably inspire a million different hate crimes tonight but do you know anybody who is that passionate about columbus day I really no. don't. I don't know anybody who gives two shits about Columbus <laughs> true down, Day. True the only reason they might is when there's all this pushback and shaming about Columbus Day, like hatred of Columbus, hatred of European heritage. Yeah. But if you believe tribal guy, he says, well, we've never spoken out about that. So that to me says, well, what would be the motive what? to target you? It seems you, inexplicable. Then? I don't know. Maybe kids. Maybe. Kids who aren't in school at 8 a.m. Well, I guess maybe there's no school on Columbus Day. It's a federal holiday. I don't know. <laughs> maybe they saw that. Hey, celebratory. There was an exclamation mark. It's like Columbus Day. We got a day off. Here's some Yeah, night. day off to go vandalize. Yeah. Okay. So I'll, I'll leave it open. I, I could, I guess, you know, now that we have one that's real, I guess my whole wor world is shaken. Now that we know that crazy eyes guy actually put <laughs> put some hate on a church i don't know i feel like i need to be a lot more careful and uh i don't know we don't know everything about that story maybe some black dude paid him 10 bucks to do it i'm telling you man it just there's something it's fishy about story. that guy and the fact that the artwork and the 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 note looks like it was done by a five-year-old there's just something that's weird that doesn't it's there's all more weird. to the story there's more details coming on that i guarantee it if there's something we're missing something that will make this add up <laughs> oh boy well, all right, round it out. I guess so. It's already been two hours. Can you believe yeah. that? Yeah. <laughs> um, let's see. Scott Malavi, fail them and forced to deport. Helicopter rides are a human ride. Ice air would work too. <laughs> I'm Josh partial to Marshall. the catapult, but sure. Yeah. Yeah. Somebody, uh, somebody in the live chat was like, catapult wouldn't cost any money. <laughs> There's got to be some like leftover medieval ones we could repurpose, refurbish. <laughs> yeah. Might have to ask our European friends for them. They're not using them. We know that. They have no use for catapults anymore in Europe. <laughs> yeah, really. Uh, Josh D. Marshall said, remember kids, college, spelled incorrectly, makes you more smarter. Yeah, totally. Go to ah. Berkeley. You'll you'll be more smarter, I promise. Yep. Uh, Synax Beer says, damn it, YouTube didn't inform me about this even though I'm a sub to you, but will inform me of every young shit Turks. That's I'm sorry to hear that. People say that in my comment section all the time. Oh, about like the stream going live, you mean? Yeah, they're like, I've yeah. been on sub to you. I don't get notifications for you. Yeah. I get that shit all the time. Do people tell you that too? Yeah, occasionally. I've had good friends of mine be automatically unsubbed. And that's, you know, YouTube what? says they're cleaning out dead accounts and old accounts, but it's clearly nah, not a perfect system. I don't know. Yeah. Um, Dark Zade says you get more flies with honey than shaming them into compliance. Which yeah. one was that referring to? You could apply that to almost any of the cases tonight <laughs> where it's like, Guys, you're okay. You have a worldview you're trying to persuade people to. Don't you understand that you're better off 
offering a compelling case for that worldview and allowing people to reach your persuasion through their own free choice because your reasoning is so good that they are persuaded oh i see it. this must have been about the berkeley thing yeah it could be berkeley or sarah silverman or anyone else eminem potentially anyone who's trying to shame you into having the correct opinion don't shame yeah, me but at the Give same me time i feel reason. like the natural reaction for us is to shame them back people respond yeah, to shame shame more i know you're very pro shame well i mean it, it, it helps <laughs> people stay in line you know yeah i heard stephen molly talking about like the difference between paris hilton and kim kardashian paris hilton when her sex tape came out she was mortified and she like retreated from the public eye because she has a sense of guilt and shame remarkably kim kardashian it launched her career yes i think that's a fair distinction yes and you know for all my criticism of shame i am certainly more in favor of shame as a regulatory mechanism than law generally like shame is better than law because yeah. sh you can at least resist shame. You know, you yep. have the choice to resist shame. Can't resist law. Yeah. And there's yeah. no bureaucracy with shame either. Yeah. Uh, the beggar hero said, OMG, I just didn't know there was a concentration camp in California. I'm now <laughs> I, I am now confirmed woke on this as a scary skeleton that is a proud Latinx. I can never say that. Latinx. Latin I say Latinx, but I don't know if that's correct. Well, sometimes I see the X capitalized, and so I'm like, is this a different thing? Is this, just, I don't fucking know. It's just Latino. It's just Latino. We're not going to cave to this gender this nonsense, this gender agenda. Um, El Chango said, as a Hispanic myself, those three Hispanic students can go F themselves. I agree with sticks. This kind of shit needs to stop. Forgive my language. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I think... That is the trouble. It's like people who have never cared. I, I for, Forever the Gavin quote will stick with me, which is like, I never really thought of myself as a white guy or was proud to be white or anything until you started saying how much white guys suck. And then I looked it up and it turns out we invented everything. So now I'm proud. <laughs> now I think it's cool. And that's, <laughs> exactly. I think a lot of people identify with that, myself yeah. included, where my heritage and my, my, you know, my race has never really been important to me. I don't care. But if you're going to tell me, if you're going to tell me, shut up, you can't talk, you're white. If I'm just trying to take a test, yeah, suddenly I care about it. So good job solving yeah, racism. Yeah, and it's going to cause people to um, rally together. Yeah. It's, it's so foolish with the left. It's like, all right, now get all these white people organized and mobilized. That's real yeah, smart. Yeah, or if you're going to tell me that I'm inherently and genetically racist, I yeah, might push back on that. Yeah. Good job solving race tension, guys. <laughs> really persuaded me. This, this is yeah. so exhausted. Um, Remy back says minorities just can't understand my pain of constantly finding the natural tendency to genocide. It's hard. <laughs> <laughs> I guess white people need a safe space. Yeah, yeah. You guys don't even know. We're just constantly fighting that urge because it's so deeply ingrained. Um, Jack Hartstern said blonde. I said, no, no homo. It was a double, it was a double negative. Oh, so I guess so kind of homo. Definitively. You. Yes. Or just, yeah. So definitive you're excluding no homo. So you're saying <laughs> yeah. absolutely. Yes. Homo. Yep, yep. Yeah. Uh, doesn't matter. Said, love you, blonde, and love you too, Matt. But I am kidding. But who am I kidding? Pure homo. Thank you. This, Lots of homo for Matt yeah. tonight, yeah. Great. Olivia Vengada said, FYI, Rich Spencer talk on October 19th in hard left city of Gainesville. They're coordinating with radical Jewish group to replicate Charlottesville violence. I haven't heard Whoa. anything about this. That sounds... So he's saying, wait, wait, they're coordinating with left wing group to replicate Charlottesville. So he's saying there's going to be like hard right and hard left hard coordination. Left violence, yeah. It seems coordination to for violence, though. That sounds kind of tinfoil. On the left to commit violence. Oh, okay. I see. Presumably, yeah. I see. Oh, I don't know. Richard I don't Spencer follow thing. Richard Spencer's yeah. career. I just don't like him very much. Um, okay. Josh e. Marshall, don't you guys mean he? Yeah. I'm done calling trannies by the gender that they want me to call Sorry. them. If Basically, I just go by, 
I, honestly, I will say this person passes enough that I look at her and think she. That's why Blair White. There we go. I'll call Blair yeah, White. Yeah, it's, it's like Blair White too. I look at Blair and I think she because Blair, she has passing privilege. So it's not even a conscious decision in my mind. If I were to make a conscious decision, I agree. Biological sex should be the determining factor. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Liberative says it doesn't matter what these anti-white racists are saying. It's that they are sought out and platformed to do so without negative repercussions. That is stomach turning and needs to end. Yep. Yep. They're given platforms. all the time. Although I don't want to say that like people that I disagree with shouldn't have platforms. I don't like getting into that territory. Yeah. Um, but it is troubling that the platforms, these giant platforms are so readily available to people that are so, so racially extreme. It's incredible. Yeah. I mean, imagine, imagine them, imagine, I don't know, Richard Spencer and company barging into the Berkeley class. Let's say they were students there in the same way, or let's just say a, 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 some sort of identitarian, white identitarian people went in to that class and started doing the same thing, but from a white identitarian perspective, what do you think professor guy's reaction would be? I mean, I think oh, yeah. he'd be much more forceful in shutting it down. Exactly. Exactly. Um, dark Zade said, why is it the lighter, the lighter, the black person, the more racist they are. <laughs> is that a rule? I I'm going to have to think about this. Can you give me a chart? Can we get uh, a distribution? Yeah. yeah, really. yeah. yeah it, I want to see what's the correlation. What's the correlation. <laughs> I want to see. David Hume said, is it possible that drug laws were intentionally meant to have a backdoor racist effect? Attacks on farmers markets isn't explicitly racist against whites, but thoughts on the John L. Rickman quote. Yeah, so I think his question is probably with reference to her quote about there basically being legal racism in the in the UK. I can't comment on the UK, obviously, but his question would be, to what extent do you think legislators in the United States are writing laws that are not in terms of their writing, racist, but are racist in effect, and that effect is intended. In my estimation, uh, today, in not at all. Maybe I maybe I could entertain that uh, for like civil rights era laws, maybe like you know decades old stuff. I just don't think that there is an organized group of people in Congress large enough and organized enough to say, let's write secretly racist laws and then trick everyone and get it past the president and get it past well, everyone. And, and if people know. were truly racist, they wouldn't be letting in millions upon millions of illegal Mexican immigrants. I mean, let's be real. I just don't think that Americans at all are racist. I don't think that we have any racist laws. All I can see are laws that favor people for their race, like affirmative action. I can't think of anything going the other way, like not a single thing. I think in public life today, to your point, you have to go so far out of your way to prove how not racist you are mm -hmm. that any of this secret racism would, <laughs> I mean, we have to, we have to invent races. We have to have hoax hate of the week because people need to feed their mm -hmm. perpetual and perceived oppression. Hoax yeah. hate of the week is not a thing where there's actual racism to point out all the time. Hoax hate of yeah. the week is a dead segment at that point. Yep, exactly. Um... Mosenroth said, I hope the BBC Afro tranny gets an infected hair inside it. Oh my goodness. Jeez. I am not going to finish that. that. Jeepers. Holy cow. You guys are nasty today. Why do you guys make me say so, such nasty? I just I... hope she has an intellectual rebirth. That's all. <laughs> I don't, oh God. <laughs> I don't want bad things to happen to her physically. Teresa Scott said, conservative Christian traditional values, life NRA, certified pistol instructor, Austrian school econ, and transsexual supporting you. Thank you so much, Teresa. We really well, appreciate thanks. it. There's a transsexual that, that I'll call a she. That's quite a, that's, that's just a, a very uh, eclectic resume, I would say. Yeah. That's definitely. not one you commonly hear. <laughs> um, Scott Malavi said, I'll pay for the tranny's Qatar ticket. Yeah, we'll see how, how well that goes. <laughs> 
Um, they meant the the chick from the right, right, yeah. So she can go see uh, because uh, Britain is not sufficiently inclusive for her. We need to get her to a more inclusive place. Qatar yeah. sounds like the place. Yeah. Mindcrime one thousand said, "Seems like a bad idea to antagonize the most violent race in the world." <laughs> Which one That's is true. well so her point is the white race is the most violent oppressive oh, force yeah, in the yeah, world yeah, yeah. while she's basically poking the bear that is the white yeah. race. That's yeah. that's I hadn't but thought really about it that, that way, murderous yeah. and genocidal, you would think that within our own countries people would be worried to say these kinds of things, but they're not. Yeah. Why is that? Yeah. Is it because yeah, they're safe in these countries? I would also like why? to see the death threats. I mean, she says if, if it wasn't racist, I wouldn't be getting death threats. Okay, just show me a couple. Yeah, I mean, I believe that when people say that, though, because, you know, I get them all the time. I'm not saying I don't believe her, but I'm just saying I know what they look like on the Internet. And when I get them, I mostly laugh because they're ridiculous. Yeah, I've made several videos about them in the the past, like laughing at people's death threats to me because they're silly. Like They're just ridiculous. I'm going to rape and kill you, cave bitch. I'm like that. I read that with my coffee in the morning. Um, <laughs> Mo Fisto said, shout out to Colby Bohannon, who says he loves you guys. Also, keep it up, Matt and Blonde. You two were amazing at discerning a topic and bringing the key points that matter to light. Thank you so much. Well, I really appreciate that. Tony Wilson said, just because of reasons. Here's some money. Thank you so well, much. Well, thank you. I love reasons. The I know. Best. Reasons are the best. Yeah. African Lion Bat says, oop, actually that one, never mind. And Minding Freedom, last one of the day, says, Al Michael said, on SNF, the Giants had a worse week than Harvey Weinstein. Is he going to be fired now? <laughs> That's yeah. funny. Come on. If he gets in trouble for that, I'll be pissed off. And I don't even like Al Michaels, really. Oh, we actually had two more. Uh, okay. Olivia Gregson said, just wanted to donate and let you guys know I'm here. I'm always here in silence, drawing big titties and dragon butts to the sound of your sweet voice. Oh, well, that's great. Thank you. <laughs> Lurking and drawing provocative cartoons. It sounds I like, like it. That I sounds like great. It. Uh, David Hume is the last one, says, check out John Eichmann quotes on reason for the drug war. He's Nixon official responsible for the war on drugs. He said it was to target blacks on the left. Um, yeah, yeah. yeah I, 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 as far as present uh, laws are concerned. Right. Uh, yeah, I don't doubt that there could be time. Although there's still, still old, some but... surviving drug laws. So. Yeah, I mean, uh, I guess. So there could be laws that are still in effect that might have been created with some sort of uh, bad intent. So if that's the question, I'm certainly open to that. If the question is, do you think there's a sizable enough caucus in Congress now to meet in secret and craft secretly racist laws that still get passed? Absolutely not. No way. That's all, folks. Okay. Well, we will uh, round it out there. Next time we do the show. Oh, remember, no call-in show on Wednesday. So we will be back next Sunday. And you'll have a new computer with a wire to maximize the garbage internet that you have. It'll be 10% better. 10% better than total crap is partial crap. So that's going to be fun. Thanks to everybody in the super chat for supporting the show, helping us upgrade. Thanks to everybody in the chat, keeping us honest as the show goes on. We appreciate you. Uh, If you're listening later on YouTube or you're listening on an audio platform, we appreciate you. Thank you kindly for supporting the show. There is more material, more stuff to listen to on those audio platforms. If you want more, check them out. It's iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, Stitcher. Got all of them linked in the description for you if you're looking for them. And you can email us and stress blonde out because there's so many to answer. That's beautyandthebeta at gmail.com. We'll be back next Sunday because if it's Sunday, sorry, Chuck Todd. It's not me, the press. It is Beauty and the Beta. We'll see you then. Bye, guys.